Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new edition of the Elite Beat, your source for all the AEW news, reviews, and previews. I'm Andy, sitting right next to me at the uh, bedroom table is is Jenny. Hello. Uh, 111 miles to our southwest, it's Megan. I'm at the computer table. And, uh, shit, I should have done this beforehand. Some number of miles to my east, uh, in fact, 153 miles to my east. It's Justin Shapiro. That's correct, yes. Yeah. How are you, Justin? At the kitchen table. Are you? Okay, so I'm at a bedroom table. So all the tables are represented. This is... (laughs) This isn't a bedroom table. It's a desk that we set up in the corner of the bedroom to record. (laughs) Every house needs a bedroom table. (laughs) I strongly agree. Call them nightstands or dressers, but ultimately, (laughs) if things sit on top of them, you got yourself a fine quality bedroom table. Was it on your wedding registry? You said bedroom table, silver. <laughs> it was a it was a pandemic purchase made out of necessity because Jenny was going to kill me if we kept working across the dining room table from each other. Yeah. And where is the, the bedroom table? <laughs> yeah. Okay, we got we got the uh, really we've just got uh, uh, revolution to cover, so that's nice. So uh, that'll give us plenty of time to do things like the elite beat. The Elite Beat Pop of the Week. Yeah. We've got a really exciting pop for everyone. We do. Jenny's really excited about it. We went to Costco and found Kirkland Champagne. Yeah. Wow, I I love their brand of fiber. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we heard that Kirkland had champagne. A $20 champagne. And a... True champagne. I'm going to air quote that because it says champagne. So it has to be made from the champagne region of France. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know. It might be terrible, but we thought we'd try it. Yeah. We we Googled what it was. It's made by a um, French producer called Janison and Son out of the Verzenay yep. region in Champagne, which we actually visited. We had lunch there. Yes. That's that region. Yeah. It was adorable little village. Um, this is made out of a blend of the three grapes that you can use in Champagne, Pinot Meunier, Chardonnay, and Pinot Noir. And it says it has a nice bouquet of baked apples, ginger, shades of sh- sourdough bread. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so, let's let's we'll find out. Well, pops like champagne. A robust <laughs> pop. A Kirkland that is pop. Not a bad smelling cork. That's, that's nice. That smells apple y. Yeah. All right, Megan. Your turn. Um, because it's fancy and post revolution, and also I don't have anyone anything else in my house. Um, I'm going with the Bella, not like the twins, Ooh. but like just <laughs> like a good red wine. Um. <laughs> So let's see if I can muscle a sound out of this. Hold on. Uh, now, they're a California producer, correct? Yes. Just like the Bella Twins. Yeah. That's pretty good. It sounded a little metallic, but pretty good. Sad cork sound. 
More what kind of Bella are, is it a um, Zinfandel? The sailor and the cow. Zinfandel. But what style is it? It's a Zinfandel. Okay. It's, but there's a sailor and a cow, I guess. Hello, sailor. Well, that's a unique. Hello, I mean, I don't think you could get too many cows on a boat. Those are. In the olden times, didn't they have? <laughs> well, to no, take, they only got two. They only got, they two, only got cows two on there on that boat. I mean, post arc, pre, you know, cars and stuff. Do you think that they brought cows onto boats in the olden times? I of, think like, when for sailing, when the English so came over, the didn't world. they? Yeah, wouldn't they want cows to have the milk? I guess I I don't know. Weren't there were the cows here? They didn't know that. There were buffalo. There were buffalo. <laughs> you get milk from buffalo. Hmm. Get milk from um, anything. Megan? Nibbles. We have to ask Justin what well, he's drinking. No, we we okay. Yes, Justin. What do you what what's your what's your pop? This is a um. It's bright zero sugar. It's lemon lime. It's uh, seven and a half ounces, which is reduced from the regular can size. And uh, this contains carbonated water, less than 2% of citric acid, uh, potassium benzoate to protect taste, uh, aspartame, however you pronounce that, the one sure. that kills you. Yeah. And, uh, of course, natural flavors, as well as potassium, that's good for you, and yeah. can- canned under authority, oh. which I'm not familiar with as a flavor. But uh, do you think it's made... like? Do you think it's the authority? <laughs> oh, they keep everybody can, don't they? <laughs> the regime holding everyone down. But you know what? To them, I say, you can't deny the pops I'm getting from these people, or the pops that I'm doing to this can with my fingers, and it sounds like this. Ugh. Nice, strong. <laughs> okay everybody cheers Boing. Uh, um justin uh, you know you you made a tweet last night about the going uh, viral again is it what or what tweet the, <laughs> <laughs> the one about the announcing oh yeah he's going viral again Maybe oh okay is that I one was. is that one is that one doing well um, I'm in uh, about the, the four bills range okay. for that. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> um, but no. So, like, I, you know, I, I gathered by the context of the joke that maybe Coke Zero is undergoing a name change. Is that actually something that's happening? <laughs> um, I think it was four years ago that they switched oh. formally from Coke Zero to Coke Zero Sugar, and accordingly with all of the Zero Sugar brands. Um, anything that was zero, they did like a find and replace and change them all to zero sugar. And yeah, maybe maybe I composed this idea of three people saying different things and uh, needed some kind of bizarrely specific cranky thing for Jim Ross to complain about and <laughs> drew from my own life Okay, uh, to go behind the curtain a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's well, three the... speaking parts in that tweet. If you wanted, if the whole elite beat crew wanted to perform it, it's there as a script, but you'd probably have to rehearse. You would have to bring it back next week before you can do <laughs> it full justice. But again, almost 
200 retweets. That's insane. Do you know how many people that is? 200. Almost 200? Almost 200. That's, yeah, that's that's pretty good, Justin. God, and the likes don't get me started. <laughs> More. It's <laughs> like four digits on the likes, right? It's nuts, man. Ugh. But I made time for you guys regardless. Well, I, I really thank you. Okay, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna take uh, Tony's uh, part. Uh, Megan, I want you to be Jr. And Jenny, you're gonna be Excalibur. So Jenny, you kick us off. A cold read. This is important strategy drawing on the history. Oh baby, man, you've just gotta love it. And what genius decided it should be called Coke Zero Sugar? What was wrong with just Coke Zero? You're telling me you're making the name longer? Christ. Everybody did so, so good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. It's like you wrote it just so, you know, we would each have a part. I had <laughs> some ideas in mind as to who might be the perfect Excalibur and uh, was not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the way we do our pay-per-view shows, and Justin, this is the first time you've joined us on a pay-per-view recap show. So much um, pressure. Yeah. So, yeah, there's actually, like, specific homework that needs to be done for these shows, which is uh, coming up with a rose and a thorn. Uh, And the way that format works is we each go around, we have a rose, something we really liked on the show, and then we discuss it, and then we each go around and do a thorn, something we did not like so much, we we all discuss it. And then by doing so, with four guests, we will, uh, you know, we'll cover a lot of the pay-per-view that way, and then we'll have less to go over... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> afterwards which is always fun but so, what is the the uh, danger of the boggle capability like what happens you must have reserve roses in case right yeah it's good to have reserve roses because you know you know if, if you're if you're going after jenny which you are uh she might take your rose oh, right off the bat. yeah i thought you meant <laughs> if he was like aggressively going to insult jenny with his rose <laughs> <laughs> No, he's not paying $70 to yell at me in a room. (laughs) Good Lord. Uh, So, yeah, so I don't have the stones, to be honest. I simply don't have the stones to step up. You are a keyboard warrior. (laughs) Uh, Jenny, I'd like you to get us started with uh, with your rose for AEW Revolution 2022. Wow. Well, my rose is a very specific part of one match that I was unable to watch most of. Okay. So my rose is seeing the Wardlow payoff and seeing him give the the ring, the diamond. The dynamite diamond dyna- ring. Dynamite diamond ring to CM Punk mm-hmm. and pretend like he didn't have it for MJF. I, I feel like there's been a slow burn here and it's nice to finally see some payoff and I'm excited to see what else is going to happen. Yeah, that was like very delightful. Um, I feel like it's one of those things that, especially in the last, like, I don't know, six months to a year, seems like it could have happened any week. And uh, I think they really kind of, they did it at the perfect time. Yeah. I defer to Megan, a regular co-host of this show. Oh, that's thank you. That's very nice. I mean, I, I'm just here to agree. I thought the 
the war dog getting to do his his oops face was fun. <laughs> he, he got to go out there and oh, oh. yeah, he I did a little a terrible improv. mistake. What well, none of these pockets? There's so many in the suit. Um, yeah, that was fun. And I, if you believe our friend Lucas, now Punk is engaged to Wardlow, <laughs> which I'm okay with. <laughs> yeah, sound like the kind of thing that would fit the content of this show is some quality slash fiction. I, Definitely. I think that's a nice looking couple. CM Punk and Wardlow? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think that's I nice think... looking. I mean, Wardlow's nice looking and Punk's Punk's pretty nice looking too. I mean, Megan Punk's the sugar Punk's daddy. Very nice looking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In that in that relationship though, you know, you got a distinguished older gentleman Punk probably, you know, showering Wardlow with gifts after that that dynamite ring came his way. All I'm saying is I'm not against it. They can get married. We could have that segment on AEW. Kip and Penelope tried. Didn't go well. I think they do a better job with that wedding. Everything just fell through with the Kip and Penelope. Okay, we can't we can't relitigate the Kip and Penelope <laughs> wedding. But I will say that both Wardlow and CM Punk are married. So I don't know. I don't know. They'd have to do it in a state where bigamy is legal. And I don't know if there are any of those. There's a is whole it? show on TLC about it. It's legal somewhere, kind of. <laughs> TLC law. <laughs> the, uh, it, there's like a photo genre, right, of like tall queens and short kings. But this would be like tall king with a short king. <laughs> yes, I love yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> this was great stuff. I think the the bonus of it, yeah, is you expect that turn for a long time, but I don't know how many people anticipated it quite like that as the dramatic climax of this uh, important feud, but at the same time seemed to like fit perfectly from all the buildup of what was happening. And uh, um, the well, it must have been just last Wednesday when he slapped him, right? <laughs> I've lost all sense yeah. of time. So that was truly the last draw. Um Incredible stuff, and uh, as I was talking to Andy yesterday about how wonderful Wardlow has become at making a face where he's always in the background, and I think it must date back to the end of last year when sometimes Spears would be uh, um, uncool to Wardlow in some way, or MJF would say something uh, unkind, and Wardlow would be like, okay. He did that quite a bit. I think think it might stem from the the short-lived MJF and Wardlow in the inner circle run where he and Hager were always making like faces at each other. He drew on all his training. Yeah. And now the baby bird <laughs> flew out the nest to make faces where he was often like, um, sure. But we, the crowd and Wardlow were in on a little secret together for a long time. And then it finally came to the truth of light. Good rose. Thank you. I, I I thought we should we could give a little update on the Kirkland champagne. Good. I I kind of like it. It's a little sweet, a little too appley for me, but for twenty dollars, this is a nice bottle. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, totally. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked actually. Yeah, I I would definitely get this again. This is easy drinking, just slightly little, just slightly sweet. Could be drier. Could be drier. Yeah. Uh, Justin. Yes. I believe uh, it is your turn to uh, bestow a rose upon us. 
Okay. I thought, I guess, just to echo that, I should weigh in on the Kirkland Fiber, which is uh, a really healthy bottle. They're huge. So much more <laughs> they- than... Yeah, Justin, I also use the Kirkland Fiber right. and uh, very happy with it. You can get two just yep. gargantuan bottles for like 16 bucks. That's crazy. Yep. I only have it, a Costco membership for the fiber. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you try and get the Metamucil fiber and it's like $25 for a quarter of the size of the bottle. And half of the capsules are broken in that Metamucil bottle. So Kirkland, higher quality, better Listeners, price. She's not exaggerating. The words she speaks <laughs> are true. And this, it's going to promote heart health by lowering cholesterol. It's got a nice sheath, a really sturdy sheath. And, uh, I mean, you can eat, like, ten of these in a row. You'd be like, great, awesome. Two big sips of water. Or, in this yeah. case, Sprite Zero. Sugar. Justin, how, how many of the fiber pills do you take a day? Jeez. Um, not to put you on the spot. Suggested serving size five capsules, uh, probably around six capsules because I'm that important. Yeah, I take seven. I was at six in the night. Then I upped it one. Your mind, Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) I don't take any. Maybe I should get in on this. I don't know. I, hey, I'm on the outside with you, man. All this fiber talk makes me feel like I'm just not in, in the club, you know? Yeah. I don't think I get fiber in any other part of my diet during the day. <laughs> so yeah. Kirkland helps. Kirkland saves. Motto. Jenny, seven <laughs> capsules is cool. You know what's cooler? Eight. And that's what I'm going <laughs> to do right now. He's showing you up live on the pod. Wow. Now, are you, are you just taking two additional capsules, or are you taking all eight right now? I'm going to take all eight right now, if that's okay. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. Are going to, like, squirrel seven. cheeks here? Just all in your mouth at once? No, I think it does say you can take, like, I, I think, I haven't read the Kirkland one, but the other ones, it's like, take five, five times a day. And it's like, who has time to take pills five times a day, or three times a day, however many times a day? So yeah. I just yeah. upped it a couple, once a day. Smart. So this is eight Kirkland's. <laughs> They're really good for you. It, oh, it's a beautiful brown powder. And what's inside <laughs> here? Let me just take a oh G650. That's one of my favorite. All of them. All of them. I'm kind of scared about the outcome. Like, oh! is he going to OD on fiber live on air? <laughs> Are we going to have to not oh, air this now. episode? Because I've consumed them all in one big boy sip. <laughs> Do I Did hear really? nine, Jennifer? <laughs> no, I maxed out at seven. But how can you take more? I can only take one at a time. Wow, I guess I'm just brave. Almost... <laughs> like, that was a lot to, to... I feel like that's a choking hazard. They're so smooth. You couldn't choke on them if you tried. I, I Well, I guess it's in my vitamin C that I choke on most days. Hmm. It's chalkier. Right. Yeah. No. These, ugh. Kirkland, you've done magnifique with the fiber. The yeah. champagne I can't speak to. I, I don't know if anyone else needs the lactate, but the Kirkland lactate is a very good deal as well. Hey. 
Yeah. Really. Andy, like, do you have any sponsors ever? Yeah. <laughs> we can no. do some reads for this. I feel like you're putting us into a very specific demographic when we start doing fiber <laughs> and lactate Send ads. them this and invoice them and be like, hey, uh, it may have been a miscommunication or something, but uh, we did speak to uh, one of your main <laughs> attorneys, deal agents, and here it is. So, as requested. And then they won't want to be rude, so it'll be like, we better pay them. <laughs> AEW is going to have to start doing better in the 50 plus before we start getting <laughs> sponsorships. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, doing our part. Really yeah. was prepared for an escalating drinking contest where we went to nine and then 10. But I realized all the ones before that count too. That would be a lot. She oh, can't true, drink yeah. and fiber at the same time. She's too well, careful. Again, I take my fiber in the morning. So, ah, uh, gotcha. Well, a rose by any other name is um <laughs> I feel like my main my main rose is what I would anticipate Andy's rose would be, and I don't want to negate his rose please please take what do whatever you want. I have backups well um um a rose more designed to my own sensibilities would be there is a wrestler his name is Chris Irvine. You may know him as Chris Jericho. He's probably one of my three favorite wrestlers ever. And uh, I've had to cut him increasingly more slack (laughs) as his self-awareness diminishes and some of his more unflattering quirks increase. And last night was so inspiring. Chris not only looks aesthetically good, but he was throwing chops and falling on his head and basically wrestling like it was Nitro, and it was 1998. And it was a sight to see, and I'm so proud of my friend, who will always be my friend, no matter how many governments his family tries to (laughs) undemocratically topple. Jericho still (laughs) rules. Come on, baby. That match was fantastic. The way the way it started out, where Eddie just picked him up and dumped at Jericho on his head, and that was like the first thing that happened, <laughs> was like, "Whoa, what the fuck? Is this, is this a Chris Jericho match?" Uh, it, was, it was good. Je- yeah, Jenny got a little bit worried with uh, with all the eye poking um, because I can't do a fifth blind storyline in AEW in less than three years. <laughs> Yeah, were you worried or were you just annoyed by the potential that you're going to see somebody walking around with an eye patch for the next month or so? I think both. But Jericho, like Jericho, was was like on his shit. He hit that really like cool top rope Hurricane Rana that he does not bust out often. Um, but I think it was a good time to do it since he's uh, you know he's a little leaner than he's been of late. Um, he was just like throwing these crazy release German suplexes. He hit the lion salt really well. Uh, he like he got into a shoving match with his girl Aubrey, which was that was shocking. I I I mm, I wasn't there for that. Don't disrespect Aubrey. Okay, I won't. Like not no, I meant Jared, no. Though. I know, yeah, but no, this was very. It was like a. Um, it was like I don't know. It was like a. I, I, it's been kind of said today, but it, it felt like a kind of that all Japan style match, which was appropriate because that's like all of Eddie Kingston's spots are from like the, the, 
the top heavyweights from all Japan pro wrestling, but uh, he did like the machine gun chops in the corner, like Kobashi and Satoshi Kojima commented on it on Twitter. And then they kind of went back and forth and then talked about bread. So that was nice today. And, uh, and the finish was really good because Jericho had exposed the turnbuckle earlier. And then later on he went for the Judas effect and slammed his elbow into it. And then he got, uh, he got stretch plumbed to death. And uh, yeah, this is a hell of a way to start the pay-per-view proper. I've lost a big chunk of my total recall of this stuff. I think as you, it must just be as you continue to be alive, you accumulate more memories and then they stack up on each other and they're, they're just not so prominent. But um, like, I don't know when Jericho phase chops out of his WWE repertoire. Cause he certainly came in and was chopping uh, a guy with the same name as him, who people don't like and Kurt angle and throwing many, many chops. Um, mm-hmm. through the early part of his career and maybe it coincided with like when WWE put up chop banning signs and stuff like that but it was wild just to see him throwing the chops the yeah first match and the finish not like Jericho I was fairly certain based on my prediction uh formally filed with Andy that uh Kingston was going to win but I think um tapping out to a submission which Eddie doesn't like is not his main finisher. Seems like he went the extra mile to do something uh, memorable in a way of losing. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, and I just, I, you know, and then Jericho did not shake his hand like he said he would. So he's not a man of his word, um, mm. which is disappointing, but it does mean that this feud gets to continue and I'm excited now. So. And where did the loyalties uh, of powerful and proud lie? They were yeah, nice we didn't get, we didn't even get like, a tease of that, did we? Mm-mm. Huh. Interesting. No, I liked that they let it be about Eddie. Let Eddie have his moment. Yeah. Rather than do an angle at the end. No, like, you're, you're right. Eddie finally got his big win. Let him, like, have that. And then we can follow up with the rest of the story on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> I think Megan, right. any yep. thoughts? I'm just excited to wonder where the future directions will take us. True. Megan, any thoughts on that match, or are you ready to go with your uh, own uh, Rose? Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I was really glad Eddie Kingston won. I've made a full turn on it on Kingston. Love him. Um, also, I think Jericho is a very petty, petty loser to not shake the man's hand. To go as far as to extend the hand and not do the cool, like, like, nah, gotcha, like, hair sweep. Uh, <laughs> but instead to just look confused and then and then run away. Petty, petty man. He's very petty. Uh, so how about your... Good, uh, good acting there, which is like... It's not that he was just a dick and was never going to do it. It's that he couldn't bring himself to do it. He said he would. Then he lost this guy, Kingston. He was just like, no. He's no, done so no. much worse. Mm-hmm. He could he could shake the hand. He can drink his uh, bubbly, gross Little champagne. Bit. He could shake Eddie Kingston's hand. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Megan, a rose, please. Uh, Okay, I'm so glad my rose didn't get taken because I was excited. Um, William Regal, his whole deal, he showed up, (laughs) and I loved every part of it. Um, I love that he showed up after Moxley and Danielson had a hell of a match. I love that he was there to to be the dad to step in and stop his kids from fighting and each of their reactions. Moxley was like, 
yeah, I know I did something wrong, but it's Danielson's fault. And Danielson was like, ha ha, you're in trouble until he got slapped in the face. <laughs> and it was just, ugh, it was great. And and now they're all together and they're going to be a faction, I assume. And I am just pumped because Regal is awesome. And um, and I'm happy for the the Moxley Danielson pair up. So. Yeah, that was like, I, I feel like that's something that people kind of like they kind of speculate on it a little bit like when this Danielson Moxley thing started a few weeks ago they thought like oh like it would be cool if like Regal was there but I don't know if anybody actually thought it was going to happen um but it was a surprise uh, yes. to me yes but seeing him there looking so annoyed and <laughs> and so full of uh Justin what he used to say he was like full of Vim and venom, or it's something definitely like that. alliterative V's. I can tell you yeah. that much. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, but... a lot of the memories are no longer as focused. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, it was it was great to see him, and I think that you know the fact that he does have history that is uh, documented with both of these guys is pretty cool. Um, nothing they can show, unfortunately, but uh, it happened. And uh, this is a company that will acknowledge that. So that's very exciting to see where this goes. And the match itself was just, I mean, you know, they went, they went out there very late in the night and they got that crowd going and uh, they were living and dying with that match. Very hard hitting. Uh, I like the finish a lot because it involved John Moxley pulling on uh, Brian Danielson's Billy Goat beard. And uh, that's pretty funny. So anyway, yeah. Andy, I feel like a magician asking, is this your rose? <laughs> it was it was my rose, but that's okay. Uh-huh. Like I said, I had a backup. I, I assume that that was what you were going to initially do, too. Mm-hmm. Look at that. We all get yeah. good, beautiful roses. Well, let me let me hear your take on it, then. Um, Probably a legitimate rose of the year contender. When it's all <laughs> said and done. I was so happy i think it's similar to the wardlow thing where something really 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 great has already transpired and then this unexpected thing on top of that made it even better um it just took my breath away it was one of those things in wrestling used to before it like collapsed into itself in the last 10 or so years used to have these kind of like logical payoffs where you go yeah that makes perfect sense based on things we know and I'm still surprised. And that's just such a lovely feeling. Um, just a, a very, very nice convergence of things. And I'm very happy for him personally. Who was, you know, guy lost his job at the beginning of the year. And here he is um, getting the attention he deserves. It was so endearing even to see NXT people who were just like, fuck it. <laughs> William Regal rules. This was very cool. <laughs> um, and I... Like you said, Andy, I think on his way into the ring, he made four incredible different faces, any one of which (laughs) could be captured and used to react to news about things that, I don't know, whatever the opposite of this. Various thorns, I guess. As we bring them up, picture one of Regal's faces, like the one when he stepped into the ring where he was just like, what's all this then? (laughs) I think logically it's, you know that, thing of like well, why did this happen is it some kind of magic thing that just teleported William Regal there then <laughs> um, 
I, I think it's just a perfectly normal thing that William Regal came to the show to see these two people wrestle. And then he was so overcome and shocked by what transpired after the match that he said, I must come out there and do something about this. But I prefer the magic thing, which is just that William Regal wanders about and anytime there's a situation that he has to interject in, he may just appear to be like, excuse me? <laughs> this is simply unheard of. Um, and Megan, I believe, covered my... Oh, yeah, go ahead, <laughs> Great song. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, go ahead. I mean, he literally, but like also for anyone who's saying that it, the pay-per-view was in the city where he has lived and worked the last 10 oh, years. Yeah, Perfect. Right. <laughs> yeah. Is that really uh, a complaint that like he was just there, but, but you know, Oh no, I, I, in this case, reverse engineered the complaint. Cause I wanted to think of a magic regal appearing when something okay. impolite I, was happening. <laughs> I like that. Justin, it was it was so plausible that I just thought like, oh, I, that must just not have crossed my over on my timeline. Like, <laughs> but I, I totally believe that, like, you saw that somewhere. Me too. Oh. The Internet complains about everything. I found plenty of similarly in oh. things. But oh, uh, my, my, yeah, don't my backup rose, my, my backup rose is uh, is rife with uh, <laughs> with those complaints. Um, oh, good. But I, I do want to say, though, um. It is, I was thinking a little bit about this earlier today when I was kind of thinking about like what I want to talk about on the show tonight. And uh, it's the style of booking that Tony Khan seems to be going for is not only like, let's do things that make sense, but also like, what would be cool if it happened right now? <laughs> like, if, if this happened, would it be cool? Yes. Okay. Let's do that. Is William Regal available? Yes, he is. He's a recent free agent. Let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's get him out here. Um, and I think that's really good. I think, I think it's a nice, uh, I think you can do a mixture of those two philosophies. <laughs> the, um, what I wonder is they're just so cool and endearing as a trio after what transpired. I mean, Initially, you think of like Regal and Daniel Bryan leading a violence foundation of misbegotten youth, and you think like this has to be heels, just mean little heels stretching people. But now they may just be like awesome dudes who transcend uh, heel face distinctions. They could be like a John Moxley, cool baby face, Daniel Bryan, violent heel, and just they tag together because of the respect and the mutual admiration for Bill. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I also kind of picture like a, like a, a Fagan, Artful Dodger, Oliver Twist kind of dynamic between the three of them. <laughs> Please make them wear newsboy hats. Please. <laughs> they should absolutely keep the dynamic of uh, that that Megan touched on the way that each of them reacted to their scolding and their punishment. Because um, Moxley was like the young boy straight out of his autobiography. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I just I loved how satisfied with himself Dan O'Brien was like when when Moxa got punished and he's like, ha ha yes, okay, Regal. Now obviously I'm your favorite child, and then he just slapped in the face. No chance of me getting slapped, ha ha. <laughs> so uh Oh and sorry moving on from thing that. if you're see, he yeah. said moving on. I can't let him. I can't. Um how about the fact that Regal not only uh Slapped Moxley, but he made sure to go forehead to forehead and get all of Moxley's blood on him. So oh, that was one, pretty good. Yeah. One little <laughs> run in, he was like, still got to bathe in the blood of my fellow man. 
<laughs> I, I, I was like, oh, you came out here to do a pay-per-view appearance. You were going to get in and out. No issues. Now you literally have to shower. You just have to. <laughs> Hate that second shower. Uh, yeah, I wonder what the last time he had another man's blood on him is. Good question. Yeah, because I know they... I don't watch NXT for a long time. They did angles where, like, they would beat him up, but even if he bled, was his own blood, and I don't think they're going to have William Regal gig on NXT. No, no. It wasn't a a gig-heavy territory. I think we don't have to ask that question of ourselves. (laughs) What's the last time you had another man's blood on you? Yes. He had that nosebleed period, do you remember, when his nose would explode every match? But again, that's his own blood, unless you consider the nose blood distinguished from your main blood cells. Was he having an issue? I think so, yes. Okay. Just some science thing where you're a wrestler and you're like, what am I going to do? Fix something? Come on. I have matches to do. He he got really, really sick from a parasite in India, right? Uh Uh-huh. Didn't he have a heart issue stemming from that? Yeah, he didn't wrestle for like uh, at least a year. Yeah. Like, I remember like a lot of people got sick on that trip. Like, Booker T got really sick, but Regal, like, got life-threateningly sick. Yes, he did. He yeah. became oh. Eugene's ward instead while he couldn't wrestle. <laughs> and wouldn't Nick oh, Dinsmore that... be the great new piece of the violence team? Oh, God, yeah. Um, okay, so the thing, the my, my rose is that in the CM Punk versus MJF match, that little, that, that little stinker MJF he comes out <laughs> to CM Punk's theme music, and he's like, "Ah, but it's really me, MJF." And now, I've 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 used up the pop for a cult of personality. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> what are you gonna do, CM Punk? Checkmate. And when that happened, I did have the thought, "Oh, I wonder if they will do the thing that they will surely not do." But you know what? They did because it was cool. <laughs> and what they did was they uh, apparently licensed AFI's Miseria Cantare, uh, which was uh, CM Punk's primary Ring of Honor theme. And that played. And I thought it was fucking cool. And uh, I had, you know, I was watching with people who wondered what was going on. And I, I explained it to them in one sentence. And then they also thought it was cool. And I didn't really think much more about it. Until I found out it was the AEW controversy of the week. Why? Exactly. Well, I mean, why would you, why would you, why would you waste that pop? Like, nobody knows, like, you're going to do that because 5% of your audience knows what that even is? That How stupid is are you? so meta of the AEW audience who are like 5% wow. of the WWE audience that know all of the stats and stuff. Oh my God. Somehow it passes for the greatest insight of, like, to put yourself in the brain of a stupid person you made up. It's like, (laughs) whoa, I've unlocked wisdom of the common man. And you end up, you cannot see past the face on your own nose or whatever that expression is, and you've lost it. It's like you're... uh, you're driving a car and you have a windshield and all you can see is, is a bug on the windshield. And there's literally the entire world in front of you. And you're like, how do we get past the bug? 
and they were very stupid visit. from stupid people. Yeah. Yeah. But if they thought about it for a second, it was a very smart business decision. You just spent a ton of money on a brand that has a lot of historical backlog from if hopefully one day we'll get a streaming service that we can watch it on, but like currently isn't doing anything. So I don't know what they're planning on doing with Ring of Honor, but to build up some interest and intrigue and some hype around that, of course you do stuff like this. I love like, that Megan has made, or I'm sorry, Jenny has made a perfect point that destroys them in like <laughs> 30 seconds. And, uh, does she subscribe to the Observer? No. Does she support <laughs> wrestling news? No. Did she get built on a Saturday to give money to Sean Ross Sapp's Patreon? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kate Bay, brother, about that one yet? <laughs> her perspective is so correct and accurate and sharp. And she just, ugh, what is wrong with these people? Well, be like Jenny, people. And, uh, and yeah, stay in school. Okay. Okay. But, but on the other hand, Justin, can you imagine how many people turned off the pay-per-view when they didn't understand what that theme music was? Huh? <laughs> is this even the same guy from who is, I thought would be, I guess not. Cause he had basketball shorts on. <laughs> yeah. Different. Like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Oh, probably the most comfortable wrestling gear, honestly. <laughs> yeah, they should sell that as like be... a dub somewhere. <laughs> I think it'd be hard to wrestle though in basketball shorts because they often go below your knees. So I think it would hurt your mobility a little bit. I was just thinking breathable, you know? And then I also was like, I hope he's wearing like wrestling tights underneath that because they're also really wide legged. You, yes. you don't want to get like a, a crotch shot on accident here hope you're not free what did you did you say kawada galata oh okay like andrew galata yes okay that's that's even weirder than you saying kawada it's quite quite honestly (laughs) yeah one has a lot more to do with wrestling (laughs) yeah um (laughs) it's wild and this, this is not my original point to make but think about how much of our culture now is like a show or an intellectual property doing something that's like seems to be calling attention to the expanded mythology or dare I say lore of the show and 1000 different websites can write a very nice listicle being like this thing explained and everyone wants (laughs) to know that because they're like I want to know the thing so the idea that you should be getting like as vague as possible in an era when they're like, you know, 67 Easter eggs from Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. I'm like, okay, good business analysis, Mr. Business Analyst. I, <laughs> I like for I, a rose, I, 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 we should not be so negative. I think we, they should not get a rose is, as a plant. It, uh, sucks up all the carbon dioxide and spits out luscious, luscious oxygen. So we should be doing the same and you should be taking in these stupid ideas and processing <laughs> them into something pleasant. No, you're right. I'm sorry. I, I just, I, I, I really did love hearing that music again. Um, 
as a as a person who would go to like that era of Ring of Honor shows whenever they would hit Ohio. But uh, uh, yeah, I I could not help but be just dumbfounded by the discourse about it today. Um, I really You'll liked in the matches. Yeah, I <laughs> I really liked that the match started with Max apparently forgetting that he and CM Punk were attached by the neck because he kept trying to just <laughs> run away from the match. <laughs> Instinct takes over. And guys, well, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it for the thorn section. No, go ahead. Like, cause we're kind of, we're, it's, it's Can time. I transition into my thorn? Yeah, well, yeah. Can I, can I say good things before you? Oh yes. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Before you bring it down. Um, oh, as one of I the, threw, no, it's my fault. A fourth person threw off the entire rose, 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 thorn, 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 thorn. <laughs> it's true. The rhythm. I'm just, I'm all, I'm lost on where I'm supposed to be here. Uh, but as one of the unwashed masses that like didn't know what was going on with CM Punk's gimmick completely, I gained enough from the context clues that like, <laughs> this is the, this is like the older version of Punk. I mean, he, his whole promo last week was like, you wanted the old Punk, you're going to fucking get the old Punk. And I was like, oh yeah, switch flipped. Like he's going to lose his mind. And I thought it was great. I can't, the internet um, hurts me with its, with its opinions sometimes. I thought that that was great. And I wasn't excited about the dog collar match because, um, you know, as it would portend to be, it was very bloody and gross. But I was excited about the story and the two people involved. So, hey, this was one of the upsides of this match for me. A person who is not into blood the way probably I think half the podcast is. And we watched it as a group with the three of us and and a couple of other uh, three actual well, I guess three other friends, mm-hmm. and uh, so we were kind of talking. So we didn't really I don't think we heard a lot of the commentary for most of the night. But I did hear that Excalibur explained this was okay. the Ring of Honor. Okay, so <laughs> so so Ring, so Excalibur even explained it like as it was uh-huh. happening. <laughs> People don't listen. It's like when your your husband lives with you during a pandemic and then just learns to tune out your voice. Well, until you get the bedroom desk. Right. That's <laughs> <laughs> some thinking done. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. it's a, they missed the play by or the the announcer explanation because they were immediately uh, uh, dictating a letter to the Better Business Bureau. <laughs> <laughs> Never in my life as a customer. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> God, do you think, you know what? So these are pretty severe spoilers for a movie that the pandemic has not let you see. Tobey Maguire was Spider-Man in 2007. And now there are children born since 2007. Some born in 2008. Some born in 2009. Some were born in 2010. <laughs> Are you going to go all the way up to 2022? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and so on and so forth. 13, 16, all of these years. And uh, I think when, again, whew, turn off the podcast, Andy, if you don't want this spoiler. If these little kids are seeing a movie where Spider-Man's played by Tobey Maguire shows up in the Marvel movies that are so hot right now for a new generation of kids, do they go, who is this? What? I don't. <laughs> what? From when? Ex- I, or do Mom, they go, take me out of I, the theater. Must, yeah. <laughs> we need, 
You could probably get it from the context clues of him wearing a Spider-Man outfit, I assume. <laughs> what if his Spider-Man outfit was basketball trunks, though? <laughs> Are they blue and red? Because you could probably get it from there. Does it have a spider on it? That's more or less what he wears when he works Bonesaw. I know Andy recently That's true. watched that match. Yeah. Did you see, did you see Brian Albert's cameo? It's really, really, really good. It was, it was, I, I like his new gimmick of, uh, of, uh, reviewing, uh, wrestling scenes in movies. <laughs> he was very, very good. In terms of observer content, did your, uh, did you force your co-host to listen to the Danielson interview as a, like, rewarding experience? Or at least the part where he's so happy about blood? Because I think they would love to hear about that. I told them about the, uh, about this conversation with Vince, about the, about the blood. Did you, did you hear that or did you go to, had you gone to bed? I had already gone to bed by then. Oh, I, Justin, I remember you telling you, us about that, though. Would, would you mind? Would you mind telling Jenny about that uh, <laughs> about that part of the interview? I'm really not doing such a nice boy justice by paraphrasing it. And this was a whole two days ago that I listened to it. Um, but but uh, <laughs> the best part, which again I'll ruin by trying to remember on no notice, is that <laughs> listening the two reasons he went to AEW over WWE. And he was like, you know, weighing a lot of different things. It's a huge choice to make. And ultimately, I went to AEW so that I could spend more time with my family and so that I could bleed. <laughs> he did say it in that kind of malicious way. <laughs> but um, he said the first person he told when he made the decision was Vince. And uh, Vince was like, oh, you know, of course, very disappointed, quite frankly. We have to ask uh, why. Explain to me why. What's made this happen? <laughs> Ryan explained, like, well, you, you know, Vince, I just, uh, I really want to bleed. <laughs> <laughs> Vince McMahon forlornly said something along the lines of, like, well, I can never let that happen. <laughs> These are such a, conversations such that st- can only happen in wrestling. Because, like, what it's the such hell? a good story. It- and you can tell because because before he told the story, he Brian said something like uh, like I don't usually like to talk about my uh, conversations with Vince because he's a very private person, but this one's so good I gotta tell you. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, Jenny. Um, well, this all transitions very well. You're right. Yeah. Into my thorn, which okay, guys, my Uh-oh. true thorn is that it is a non-holiday weekend. Sunday night pay-per-view and I just can't stay up until past midnight. I don't think that should count because you already say that even before the show happens and then well after. I came up with another thorn. So the, the transitional thorn that fits into all of this is I really wanted to watch the CM Punk MJF match and then it was a dog collar match and I was like, oh my god. And then they put the dog collars on just with like a belt loop you could unloop that. That so would hurt the dog. If you're a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> also, MJF's like, MJF's collar back from unlooping that. <laughs> MJF's collar literally came off the chain, and then they just like the ref just came over and was like, "Hold on, let me reclip that." There we go. <laughs> like, okay, so it's a dumb concept. Then the blood. 
I'm sorry. I understand Brian Danielson. You want to bleed once in a while, but like that doesn't mean that everyone needs to bleed every single pay-per-view and every single dynamite and every single rampage. I'm so sick of it. I can't watch it. It's disgusting. It's not safe. I I just I... it's a worthwhile point of view. You you know what? This is sort of like. This is related, but also, like, sort of off-topic. Um, I realized earlier today how desensitized to blood wrestling has made me because I was watching um, that new Hulu show, The Dropout, which is about, like, a blood te- a company that essentially, like, is redo... Like, they're trying to do a way of blood testing with very little amounts, and one of their experiments, like, goes awry, and this guy just gets blood on his shirt... And he goes, oh, my God, was this infected? Oh, my God, somebody help me. I need to take a shower. And I was like, if this was wrestling, you should have had it on your face. <laughs> and st- like, I was just like, that's how normal people react to blood. That's how you're supposed to react to blood. And instead, the wrestlers are like, mm, yeah, give it to me. Put it on my face. Let me rub it all up in my business. Like, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> um, important. Okay. 18 so to I think, 49 female demographic. You have seen it. Received <laughs> on the course of this episode. <laughs> we got to see Hook in the pre-show. It's, what are you going to do? I think I think we've talked about this on another show when Justin was on. And uh, actually, you know what? It, we, it was it was uh, the last show because it was the, the that was a very bloody uh, Danielson Hangman match. And I can't disagree in good faith with anything that Jenny has said, but I still think it's cool. <laughs> so that's kind what of what Andy's saying makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I feel like we've probably had this conversation before, but I'm still confused to Andy and to Justin, the people on the podcast that like blood and think it's cool. Why is it cool? I, I don't understand why it's cool. And I'm not saying that I'm not trying to ask that in a judgy way. I genuinely just don't understand why it's cool. Right. Just trying to understand. So they fought so hard that they started bleeding. But they but they didn't, Justin. We know they used a blade. Prove it. I am fine if in a match there is <laughs> accidental blood. You can prove it. CM Punk's um on Friday Night Rampage, you could see the scar from where he cut himself in the middle of his forehead. Also, they've become really lazy about just kind of rolling their head under the side, like going off the side mm-hmm. of the ring and then kind of rolling up against the the apron and like getting their head under there so they can blade. It's not even like like you just know it's going to happen at that point. They lost a contact. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> To run around, and then sometimes you know when it falls out, and you didn't see where it fell, and oh my god, these are clear contacts. They could be um, on the ground. They could have fell and hit the uh, bedroom table, and you don't even notice where it landed. Okay, and okay. Sometimes, but you have to check. It could be like from the left side of your forehead to the right side of your forehead to the left side of your forehead to the right side of your forehead, and you need to keep <laughs> scraping your finger across there until you make sure you find it. I don't wear contacts, but never once have I seen someone searching for a contact, like do a weird finger scraping <laughs> across the forehead action. Just, just throwing that out there. Also, you know when people in movies like fall out a window and then they 
boing on a little pole and bounce back up. That's what it falls out of your eye to your nose, directly onto your forehead. Oh my God. And then it's like, is it here? No. Is it here? No. I should take some aspirin. Then I can be able to think and find this contact. Clenching my teeth so so, I can remember where the contact is. But, okay. Pursuant pursuant to that, Megan has the ability to spill wine and have it end up on the ceiling. I do. I've done it. I'll do it again. In someone's new home that had been built for three weeks. I guess I shouldn't be invited to Sonny's home anymore. (laughs) The wine that gravity forgot. Seriously. true. But, but like, kind of related to Jenny's criticism, do you guys, are you guys ever going to reach a saturation point where it's like, Oh my gosh, this is they're just always doing it. So now it's not like, does it ever take away from it? Because it seems like AEW is really going wild with the blood to a point where, like, is it even special when you see it now? Probably. Probably it will reach a point where I'm just like numb to it. How are we not there yet? Um, I think it's because, you know, I don't, I don't follow. uh, a lot of like indies that do, you know, like they're like, they're very bloody indies and, promotions out there that do death matches and such and I don't follow them so like my my wrestling consumption before AEW started was largely NXT and there was no blood in NXT so I think I think it's just I was deprived of it for a long time like so basically been, since the mid 2000s when WWF kind of ixnayed the the blood and that is anemia and it's serious and the <laughs> other people on this show want to belittle us for that like it's not a healthy thing um but yeah i was gonna answer what andy did which was wwe banned the blade in 2008 and turned freaking pg oh my god and so it's been was a a 11 year moratorium on blood so they're making up for for lost time so you're uh, still in that catch-up phase and you're not quite to the point where it's it's just a lot and maybe overused. Exactly. Yes. All right. I'm... Remember when? Remember when Hunter would blade like at least twelve times a year, mm-hmm. um, because that was the frequency with which pay per views took place. <laughs> uh. How is <laughs> his head Kane. not all? I think it probably is. If you, um, it is. But like, yeah, it's all weirded up. I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on with that. Whether it's real hair or that, like, drawn-in hair. (laughs) The Jericho hair. You know, John Cena did a really good job with his hair. Like, whatever he did from the implantation. Yeah. Because, man, it looks really good. We watched Peacemaker. His hair is looking really good. It does look really good. He's got that That Cena money. He does have the Cena money. Compared to that, like, QT money. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's all i'm saying was jericho uh, Justin, as part of the jericho like renaissance was even his hairstyle in a different it must have been right it was like the, the old jericho style up ponytail thing which is not necessarily what he does now yes but also he like definitely got new plugs and they look great <laughs> he did get new plugs they were rough the first few weeks it looked like he had <laughs> used martin crane's uh hair in a can from fraser if anyone watched that show um oh that martin crane yeah, oh, that's that martin martin crane. Crane. but it's it's niles's kind of dad 
Surely that was not why he was hospitalized in the United Kingdom, right? I guess. Maybe. Oh, gosh. Maybe that's where you get the good plugs. This is coming together. Well, 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 Mr. Jericho. Anyway, yeah, just I remembered that it was part of my Jericho uh, uh, rose. And I and I remembered when you said now. So please proceed with the format. Yes, I was going to ask you your uh, for your thorn. Okay, let me pick it up. Hold on. Ow! <laughs> I don't know. There's blood on the podcast. <laughs> oh. It's one of my good veins, too. Oh, <laughs> oh no. No. And I'm we like holding the phone. I have to switch podcast. hands because it can't get blood on the phone and the wires here. How does God. all that fiber well, no, people, you took people beforehand? Who do, people who do cutting are just looking for attention, right? That's what <laughs> I heard. <laughs> Yeah, wasn't that the unresolved topic on the last show was referring to blading as cutting, right? Yes, yeah. So look how many, the lesson has been been uh, really carried through. She At least she respects the process enough to refer to it by the correct terminology. Before that, I know you said your, your favorite tag team in the Hardy family office was the Busher and the Cut. <laughs> Now it's been Butch is looking oh. good. Strong guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. I'm just gonna put like a paper towel or something on here because I don't have a band-aid, but it's going. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I picked this up before nothing happened to God, just like right the sharpest part right in the middle of my skin. Jenny's gonna God have to leave it. and go to bed just like she did when the dog collar match happened. <laughs> It's like, no, it's fine, but it's getting, like, underneath my fingernails, and I know it's going to sting. Oh, I hate it. Just, God. And you would think it... Okay, what was the question? <laughs> my thorn. Um, okay, yeah. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> my, I. This was high tension for me, because I thought I almost had my thorn bogarted, and then maybe it's back to me, but Sunday Night PPV Vibes was definitely the thorn. Um, It became like 10 o'clock, and I remembered it was Sunday night, and I started to get legitimately mad emotions. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what the fuck? This is bullshit. Oh my gosh. I agree, Justin. It's so disrespectful, and he has lied to us. Lied. <laughs> Tony Khan has lied to his viewers. I don't trust him anymore. He betrayed, uh, betrayed all of us. Last time this didn't happen. Another time it didn't happen. And the other time, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he had a son. So he said at the beginning, we're going to do Saturday pay-per-views. Because I understand... That Saturday is better for everyone. Is that what he said? Yes. Okay. In my mind, that's what he said. Even, okay. And okay. He said thank you. That, and he did say that. That's what Jenny took away it. from it. And then he scheduled a Sunday pay per view, and I was like, "Hold on, TK." And he was like, "No, I'm going to do Sunday pay per views on three day weekends, oh, so it'll still be like the same Saturday. effect as Saturday." And I was like, "I still don't trust you, TK." But at least I don't have to go to work the next day. Mm-hmm. He's playing with and your then heart. he did this to us. This I, isn't the first time. I don't understand how we can trust anything he says going forward. Did he actually buy 
ROH. <laughs> I mean, apparently, the deal's not done. <laughs> wow. Damn. Should be done by the end of the week, which is Saturday. <laughs> Sunday is for the Lord's acknowledgement of his blessings. <laughs> that and is true. It doesn't have to go to midnight, um, yeah. right? Ended at 1045. I, yeah, I, I'm a, I don't know. They're quarterly. Like, I feel like four times a year I can watch a five hour show. Shut but up, not Andy. on a Sunday night. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine watching a five hour show, maybe, but not on a Sunday night. So, uh, yeah, I'm not thrilled about the Sunday night thing. My, my thorn, I think, was kind of similar. So I'm going to divert to my backup thorn, but I will I'll use it as, um, to support Justin's anger. I didn't even really mind staying up that late on a Sunday. Like for me, it was more, there were so many matches and they were all good. And by the time we got to the main event with hangman, Adam page versus regular Adam Cole, I honestly was like, I don't know. I'm good. Like (laughs) I kind of (laughs) turned out at the end and it, it feels like you shouldn't, that's not how you want it to be. But there was so much. The pre-show had three things on it versus the normal two. And then you've got a giant pay-per-view. And even if I was okay staying up that late, I just like couldn't process all of it in the way that I think they wanted us to. I don't know. So it was like the Barney Stinson like go out tape. Where you know how you're supposed to build to like a main event? The get hype mix. Yeah. <laughs> Is that how it felt to you, Megan? It was just like it was too high, the whole thing. And then you're like, mm, I don't have anything left for this last one. Yeah, it was like there was o- there was almost no palate cleansers because all of the matches were good and fun. And when Darby and Sting and Sammy showed up for their match, even though I don't love like the Hardy family, family office, I was still like, this is like the palate. Like this is the match between the bloody Moxley danielson uh william regal coming out as their dad match and then the main event like you couldn't even settle down because i still wanted to see all of it (laughs) and and i'm not saying i want another big show match because that's not what i'm saying paul white she's summoning you no (laughs) um i you're not none of you everything you guys are saying is true (laughs) i don't know I mean, yes, this is a very, very justifiable thorn um, coming from a very, very justifiable man. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to... I mean, I guess the next one will be... The one after that. So, but we just, you know, we got to keep our eyes out in November. (laughs) I'm going to... I I wish we didn't have the podcast so I could boycott it. I will say this. If I remember correctly... I think we're pretty safe in November because he doesn't like counter-programming the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's really, this is the, the most problematic night of the year. It's just <laughs> before daylight savings time. And yeah. uh, or whatever the opposite of that is, we're, we'll cease saving daylights. Yeah, don't <laughs> remind us. It's just, We're going to lose an hour on the 13th. But we're going to gain an hour on the 14th. Ugh. I want more sleep. I want more sun. The life-giving sun. <laughs> you know, it's not every time it gets reduced by one hour. It's just the one time. 
And it's actually an hour they borrowed in November. So it's actually selfish not to give it back. Please just end daylight savings time and let us all sleep. Right, but as the next one, not as the current one. Yeah, whatever it takes. Just give me, I don't know. I, I hate trying to adjust my my body internal clock. It's, I just, I don't, I don't get used to it. You know what other thorn is grinding my gears? Sunday pay-per-view means a goddamn Monday podcast. And I don't think I've ever podcasted on Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> I, and this podcast requires a pop. Yeah. Like, that's that's a lot to ask on a Monday. To drink a bottle of wine on a Monday night? Yeah. 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 Twist your arm. On Thursday, it's like, Thursday is basically Friday. Friday's the it best is. day. I can pot as hard as I want. I can crush it at the office doing business. And then I'm ready for the weekend. <laughs> Heck yeah, now, Justin. I'm like, oh, God, which days are after this? Tuesday? Yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday? It's so <laughs> many. And I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> and it's almost <laughs> 9 o'clock. I feel it's like in college, though. Days. Jenny, in college, didn't you get your schedule to the point where it was like, you could you could rationalize the weekend starting on like a Tuesday or like the build up to the weekend on a Tuesday. No, I did five years of college in four years and I had 22 hours of classes. Gross. My I was basically one, not a full-time student five. my senior year. Cause I <laughs> so I could not have I class would, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. <laughs> I did go to class from like 9am to like, 3 p.m. though, like back to back, and then that would kind of then I would just study the rest of the day, and then I would start drinking after I was finished studying. Then you'd order clean beavers. <laughs> John Silver and Alex Reynolds showed up up at your college. They did at a bar. God. Um, I have a question about this Sunday paper. Like, I guess more specifically about this Monday podcast thing. Because you're right, it is weird, Justin. I don't think I've ever done a Monday night podcast either. And I guess, like, I just want to apologize <laughs> for making you miss Monday Night Raw, your favorite show. It's um 10 to 9. I think Cody, Cody could have been there in this 15 minutes and we wouldn't even know. Somebody's phone would have blown up with Twitter notifications between you and Andy. You guys are extremely online. Oh, so like too what's... many notifications about this Jim Ross tweet. That's just a sensation. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, what do you think's happening with Cody? Beats me. I don't know. <laughs> Seems pretty disengaged. I'm completely lost. It's a weird one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems like maybe he uh, made his announcement too early with everything happening. I don't know. I... I... <laughs> I, I feel like there's about five different explanations for what's going on that would make sense, some kind of sense. So I, it's, I am just, I'm just going to wait and see how it shakes out. And hopefully we find out, I don't know. Hopefully somebody writes a book about it someday. Yeah. I can't be caught on the record on this story unless someone <laughs> exposes my foolishness. So no, I refuse to speculate. <laughs> I thought you had, like, signed an NDA or something, Justin. <laughs> They're going around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, were you were you one of the people who signed a Tony Khan NDA last week? Unfortunately, yes. And no. that's Ooh. all I can say. Not because okay. of the, uh, the NDA or anything. Uh, I just don't want to. 
<laughs> yeah, you're actually, when you sign an NDA, you're not actually allowed to say that you've even signed an NDA. Oh, yeah, Justin, I, you're fucked. No, I actually didn't. I was joking so bad. <laughs> and most NDAs, no, that's not competes. Never mind. You can say you signed an NDA. No, you cannot. People say it all sounds the time. Like, sounds like somebody who may have signed an NDA <laughs> is telling you this. <laughs> Well, if it's in the NDA that you can't talk about it, but some NDAs, I mean, I signed one for my old work. Don't say it, no. They were pretty open about like, hey, we have you signed an NDA, and then you can say you signed an NDA, but you can't say what the NDA is about. Are you sure you didn't sign a DA? Because you're living up there perfectly. <laughs> you know what? I didn't check. I just signed things without reading them, so I don't know. Legally, I'm unsure of where I stand. I just want to indemnify myself against any legal repercussions that come from the production, recording, and dissemination of the Elite Beat podcast for the week of March 7th, 2022. I, I do have questions about um, a bunch of people around Tony Khan signed NDAs. I feel like Jenny looked confu- as oh. confused as I feel about, like, what does that mean? I wanted to ask this question, too. I think it was... He he mentioned something about that, and I think I think it was just it was the Ring of Honor deal. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know yeah. if Tony Khan was going around like passing out white claws with his NDAs, being like, "Don't ever talk about what goes on here backstage," because that would be I, juicy guys. I would not be surprised if like something like that. Ha- I mean, there's other reality shows that I watch that it's been talked about where people have had other people on the reality show like sign NDAs about things that they've done with those people. Yeah. Which I think is ludicrous, but like being around TK, I could see, you know, he's important enough to have like NDAs around him. Yeah. Just like fluttering around. He just has mega like following him with like handing out NDAs left and right like candy. It's like the um, snowman with his like own um, cloud of snow, it's just like NDAs around TK. Talking about Olaf? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Megan, Thorn, Thorn thorn it up. Displacing <laughs> Frosty. So. <laughs> it's true. I feel like I feel like Jenny and Justin and even Aunt, like uh, all of us really jumped on board with Justin's Thorn. That, um, you know, Jenny obviously was feeling literally year-round. So my thorn, I'll I'll go a little lighter. I hated the Draft Kings branding that was (laughs) ever-present and just visually very distracting and ugly. Their logo is ugly. Their color scheme is terrible. I hate it. I'm going to go one deeper than that, Megan. Why is there betting on a fake sport? That, too, is uh, just quite an opportunity for all the people who are backstage at AEW to, mm, so, what is it, like, insider trading, but, like, with DraftKings, yes. essentially, because, yes, yeah, exactly they know the outcome. <laughs> like, like you and I, the average Joe, who don't have any insider information, although I guess Andy and Justin, you know, they read the Observer, they can probably... They can probably get their contacts out there, but you and you and me, Jenny, I think we could bet legitimately because we have no idea what's going to happen. But like, what about that that camera guy on AEW that's just hanging around back backstage when he <laughs> hears Tony Khan 
go by talking about the outcome of a match or like god forbid somebody gets a snap of that tony khan notebook like mm-hmm. <laughs> he calls his bookie and he's like okay schmitty i got an inside scoop you're not gonna believe exactly <laughs> yeah like i was at craft services and uh i heard war dog talking about him he's gonna be the face of the revolution someone's like, getting his hand raised tonight <laughs> I like this genre. Yeah, it's bad, guys. <laughs> bad. So I guess yeah, DraftKings real bad. DraftKings bad. DraftKings bad. Maybe that one Three. DraftKings sponsor paid for Shane Strickland. I don't want to think of it like that. I mean, Tony Khan's the son of a billionaire. Why do you need to bring DraftKings into it to get your business done? Billionaires don't pay for things. That's how you stay a billionaire. That's true. Now, Jenny, you you have very negative feelings in general about betting because of like the the damage it can do to to families, right? Yes. I'm not, and I don't think anything in your life is actually. I, I don't think I don't think you personally have ever been affected by it, but it seems like one of those things that you 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 observe as a problem from afar. I do. I <laughs> I have very strong feelings on gambling. I think you kind of need to give a little more background than Andy did. You don't have to reveal your previous employment, but I mean. I I had a job where I collected when they didn't pay up, huh? (laughs) Jenny was a kneecapper. Casino overnight. And um, I I went into the casino probably at like 10 p.m. And I saw... A bunch of old ladies and some old men in a corner playing. And then I left that casino <laughs> at 5 a.m. And they were kids and those in the same morning. people were what? still there. <laughs> and and I just felt my heart hurt. And I was very young and impressionable of just like, this is not what people should be doing. Like, this is this is a problem, and I don't want people to to like. I don't know. I I have very strong feelings about these like DraftKings and the other one, whatever it's called. Like I, I just don't want people to get caught up in it. Word of warning, yeah. You on a hot streak <laughs> betting on these pay-per-views and you're like, I just need one more fix. Oh god, it's the diamond ring battle royal. I know this, I know this. <laughs> and then we're set for life. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, do do you have any uh, any uh, gambling history? Yeah, we I think I'll bet on this show and made us send pics of these matches to you, and the winner gets a bottle of Kirkland champagne or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jenny, you do really hardcore encourage the champagne bet, but only because everyone wins in a champagne bet because <laughs> you share it with people. But I guess in the pandemic, not everyone wins. I do. I, that is a good that is a good opportunity to talk about our our prediction contest. Um, we had, uh, for the first time we had, we, we had by far the most entries ever. Um, we had nine different people making picks. Um, I like how you say entries as if it's not you reaching out to all of them and instead people just texting you randomly being like, here are my thoughts. (laughs) You know, Megan, that that could happen. We're going to show Andy's number on, uh, on our Instagram account so people can just weirdly text him. Yeah, thank you. Oh, if all uh, the were eligible to win the champagne, oh god, that's incredible engagement. <laughs> it might be illegal. Um, so, uh, 
Jay, a literal child, uh, got <laughs> six out of 12 correct. Um, I'm a grown up. His... What? Oh, my name starts with Jay. <laughs> Jay and I, I have to say, we watched it with him last night. He and I have very similar feelings about. Except he loves, he loves Danhausen. Oh my God. I've never met anyone who loves Danhausen as much as Jay. It's a, it was adorable. So, so Jay, I just, I'm not going to do this for everybody, but like Jay did have some reasoning behind his picks and I felt bad that they didn't pan out. Can um, I, Andy, before you start, can I ask how old Jay is? He's nine, right? That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Just or, to kind of get, eight, a, nine, I think. yeah. Get like an idea of like. God, when I, is Jay I born? thought he was around the age of my nephew and who is turning nine this year. Well, Amanda will text me when she hears. Yeah, this I know <laughs> she'll she'll know she'll obviously she'll know. Sorry, Jay. <laughs> but anyway, he's a very cute kid. He's, he's very, a cute he's sweetheart. He's very very bright boy, and uh, but he picked MJF, and his reasoning was he will find some way to cheat and definitely win, or he will choke the other guy. It is very easy to get choked. And that is, it's true. <laughs> it's true. He's right. But those did, are two, especially in a dog collar match. Oh, more than ever. So two distinct strategies. And he's really onto something. At the same time, I feel like he's just biased towards his fellow Jay. He's like, <laughs> I see me in you. Literally right in the middle. Like, yes. That could, that could be true. Yes. <laughs> I, what are you looking at? You think, Jenny? When you look at the okay. when you look at the CM versus MJF, mm-hmm. if you break it down to just letters, mm-hmm. maybe J is biased. Right. And his and his other his other big uh, uh, the other th- big thing he said when picking Sting's team, which did win, uh, he said, "I know Sting is an old guy, but they are good <laughs> at wrestling. I think hey. he knows lots of tactics, so his team is going to win." Sounds like he was, he was right, right on the money. But unfortunately, um, he did come in last oh, with shit. with only six out of twelve. But I think I think I it think was a really good first effort. That and was I a think, really good effort. I think he's gonna get better with every successive pay-per-view. Yep, he's gonna yeah, win he's that championship bottle one he's day. He's still like halfway. I mean, that's yeah. that's pretty good for a first time picker. I mean, if we were playing baseball, he'd be a Hall of Famer. Um batting a hundred. What? I don't know what that <laughs> means, but people say it. <laughs> Okay, I think they move the decimal over one is where you want to be with that. Yep. But he uh, is batting 500, which in baseball, he's right. So good. like Basically yeah. the best ever. Yep. Uh, his mother, Amanda, uh, came in second, uh, next to last with seven correct picks. Hard day for um, after that. to wake up tomorrow and put this on with breakfast <laughs> and be like, well, I'm still proud of you, mom. Uh, next up, uh, it's, it's a tie. Uh, uh, myself and uh, Jason, or Jason Steele Spencer, uh, other uh, the only other Megan, person. Megan, we beat Andy. The only other person. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see. One of three people who have co- who have guest hosted this podcast. Other, you know, so Justin, uh, Jason, and uh, anyway, Jason and I got eight. So that's four uh, of the nine people that you you have pulled, right? I'm trying to keep track where me and Jenny are going to fall. I know. I'm yeah. just so excited that we beat Andy. Next up, uh, Lucas, uh, Jay's, oh Jay's father, and <laughs> Megan are tied with Damn. nine. Oh, and uh, uh, Jeff, Jeff Jacobs, uh, another person who has guest hosted the show. Uh, you all got nine. Justin, it comes down to you and me. And 
So Come I'm on, just going to I'm going to go ahead and say in first place. Come on, Jenny. Are both Jenny and Justin with with 10, hey! 10 out of 12. Correct. I wouldn't have it any other way. Congrats. Yes. Greatness, greatness and um, <laughs> Justin iron, missed. Iron. Yes. Uh, Justin missed on Thunder Rosa and uh, Brian Danielson. And Jenny missed on Keith Lee and uh, Chris Statlander. Mm. So, very good job, both of you. Well, I am going to buy myself a nice bottle of champagne. And Justin, I think you get yourself a 12-pack of the 12-ounce Sprite Zeros. Somebody's going to Costco. Oh, you can get 35-packs there. I could eat. 16 fiber at once. <laughs> Do you dare me to? Justin, I feel like you're really testing the boundaries of your own body. I'm a winner. It. Don't talk to me. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Oh. I am so happy that you won. Fiber rage. Yeah. Can you turn well, off our microphones because of our smart talking? Because uh, we won. And we should be louder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I feel like this is how bad things happen. I'm going to treat myself. <laughs> treat yourself. Uh, okay. Fire. Okay, <laughs> but now to tell a behind-the-scenes tale, Andy the Devil Satan did walk me down a primrose path away from the winning pick that I submitted. And he Which suddenly one? manipulated me into going away from the exact scenario I called where Sandra <laughs> Rosa would lose and then re-challenge in her hometown. And then Andy... Or me, one of us, probably Andy, was like, but wait, how would that work? They don't really do rematches. That's probably not right. Change the pick. Okay. And in that moment, I lost everything. Maybe you shouldn't be so susceptible to peer pressure, Justin. (sighs) I guess not. And I wouldn't listen to that advice if it had come from anyone but you, Jennifer. You're a winner. I listen to a winner mentality. (laughs) I I sense a coup coming. that I think that my Keith Lee loss should be weighted a little bit less. <laughs> now, wait a than minute. A normal one Justin, one this is where loss. the turn happens. This is where you get stabbed in the back because there can only be one. Like, what are you talking about? Like, we also There were a lot of once. people in that match. Yeah. But, <laughs> then uh, should I get extra points because I picked the one who won? As long as those extra points don't exceed my points, then sure, I can. Okay, well, let me ask you this then, Jenny. Because one of your misses uh, happened okay. on the buy-in, does that, like, does that make it... Those ones are no, so that actually that goes, that goes in your favor. Never mind. Yeah. I'm sorry, Justin. I fucked up. <laughs> no, you're on the no, right Justin, track. No, Justin. buy ones are I was teasing. You and I are the winners, obviously. I just Hell You yeah. were trying to justify your win to be a little bit more so i wanted to also try to so she went into panic mode and was like no way you're not gonna get ahead of me i get very competitive yeah well i told the story as more of uh i guess uh to praise you to say you stick to your guns you believe in yourself and that's what made you a winner and that's what cost me everything and i need to to take that lead and and just to to commit to what i believe in because i'm pretty good and i can be better You now you're supposed good. to you say something good. nice, Jenny. You have to like. Just, you guys have to like co-compliment each other as the co-winners. 
Justin has the superior wrestling knowledge. I think that he should be more confident in his choices. Take that. And you understood that ring of honor thing they just paid for. And what people have to understand is like, Jenny, you've got to be some kind of freaking astronaut to understand that. <laughs> I put myself in the mindset of a true fan. So like, I'm thinking what it, the, uh, the true folk of the country. And uh, yeah, so this astrophysicist over here comes here with a bunch of equations and starts figuring out this thing. Anyway, yep. Real respect's real, and uh, I respect you, Jenny. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations, Justin. Um, okay, so that takes us to uh, my uh, thorn, my, my you, dart. Yeah, can you find something bad that we haven't already mentioned? Um, Dig deep. I mean, I guess the women's title match was kind of like... Not as great as it could have been, and there was a lot of interference that was annoying. The interference kind of like was my, annoying. My like my half-hearted like <laughs> like condemnation of of that. Uh, it does it does. It's better that now we know that they're going to do that Layla Hirsch versus Thunder Rosa match on Wednesday, where Thunder will certainly regain her number one contender status and then probably beat Britt in her hometown the following week. That that makes it sting less. Um, but it was a lot of dumb interference with dumb old Jamie Hader and <laughs> Rebel. Do you think they will do a cage match to keep out the interference, or do you think they will do like lights out on for the strap? I think they can't do a lights out because then interference would be allowed, right? Well, and I mean, Thunder Rosa's already beat Britt in a lights out match, and you can't transfer the title in a lights out match, even though you still pay the electricity referee <laughs> and the um, the athletes seventy I mean, dollars to scream at them. No, they said that the last lights out match, and that's why I got so upset. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't be paying them if it's not sanctioned. But it is like there is there is some like you know dumb pro wrestling poetry to that being on if that match takes place it would be on st patrick's day slam which is you know the the same show that it, the the lights out match took place on last year so so even my thorn is not that thorny it's just uh i don't know this this was a this was like an all-timer of a show i think is kind of the the thing here because like think about this like oh another one a talk- third one in a row yeah i know i know it's fucking crazy um we haven't even talked about the tag team title match. We haven't even really talked about uh, the uh, that crazy. Uh, oh, the, like the six man from the buy-in was insane. Uh, not to mention the like we haven't we haven't talked about the main event of this show, which was a perfectly <laughs> it's because we were all great so match. tired. We were so I know, tired. I know, but, I know, but it was still really good. You know. And some of us tried to make a, a warmed cheese and failed miserably, and there's still cheese in the oven. Yeah. That's Jenny's do that. second thorn. It was a personal <laughs> thorn for the show for me. You dodged a my bullet, camera Justin. Pair bubbled over all over my oven. <laughs> the main event, I think, it's... Uh, it, <laughs> The, the testament to it is that it got so tired and um, 
they still rallied up for it and had the crowd with all those disadvantages. Like, uh, um, by all rights, it should have been one of those main events where they just have the crowd has expunged everything and that's all they can do. And they, they manage through the power of like well-timed super kick slaps and other interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, I thought it, I thought it ruled and, uh, I, I, I did, you know, there was like a little bit of a BTE tie in. Did you watch BTE yet, Megan? Uh, no, I didn't, but I expected okay, so, one because they always sort of do it right. Yes. So, and it's Monday. So, uh, the, the fringe that hangman was wearing on his, like his vest that was like multicolored. Yes. You know, it was, it, 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 it popped last night, you know, it was like, Oh, what, what's that's interesting. So at the end of BTE today, um, somebody came backstage, came up to the Young Bucks and were like, here, you left this, uh, you left your, your vest. And they're like, oh, that's not ours. And it was the same, it was the Hangman vest. So it's almost like he was kind of like trying to reach out to them a little bit by using the, the colorful fringe. Oh my gosh. I just thought he was like our woke god, uh, Hangman Adam Page, and he was trying to do like a... I don't know, just like pride rainbow, thing. yeah. Like Early for, pride for, or, or, or you know, it should be pride all year long. Is what, exactly. is what Hangman said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, oh, that's fun. Okay, I, I'm excited to kind of see that because, yeah, there is the undercurrent of Hangman. He's got to bring the boys back together. He just has to. Yeah. Let's let's talk through the rest of the show real quick. Um, we uh, the buy-in started with uh, legit Layla Hirsch versus. Chris Statlander, uh, I, I I don't have a lot of strong memories of this match. I was kind of s- still settling in during this time, but Layla Hirsch did win with a uh, with her cool like double jump moonsault. And she cheated. Uh, did she cheat? She got under the ring and she got I don't know what you call it like a turnbuckle hook, you know. The, oh. And she she hit her with it, and so that's how she won. Is that what you call Taz's son when he comes off the top rope? A turnbuckle hook. Yep. No. <laughs> Avalanche hook. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she beat that alien who who thinks that she shouldn't have been adopted or whatever. <laughs> wow, does that change your whole opinion, Andy, to know that she cheated? Are you mad at her? Um... I mean, I was already, like, furious with her because of her, uh, you know, her Russian nationality. Oh, God. <laughs> and we're that? not sending the podcast to Russia. This is no. so dark. <laughs> also, oh, like, like, can I just say, uh, Chris Statlander's like, this is like, this is why your family put you up for adoption. That was fucked up, man. <laughs> like, that was some dark shit to say to someone. Yeah. And they, and then she, and then she doubled down on it. Not inclu- oh, did she? <laughs> She did. She was like, yeah, yeah that's why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That's dark as hell. Well, she's not from she this world. She was basically just like, you just proved my point. <laughs> uh, so, yes, yeah, so there was that match. Uh, then Hook wrestled QT Marshall and uh, squashed him. It was not a squash. It lasted too long. That was my only criticism of this match. Okay. I have, I have like, I don't know that I, I don't strongly feel this, but I want to like just kind of throw it out there. Is the bloom off the rose a little bit with Hook? With this long of a match, yes. 
Well, I just don't you think it's time for him to maybe like take a step up and do some like have some more interesting opponents? I no, I agree. I'm fine with him having a longer match with a more interesting opponent, but against QT Marshall, it should have been like 30 seconds. Okay. Can I also yes, just? I'm 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 up for a more competitive match and a longer match, but with someone who actually matters. Jenny, can I pose this question to you? Because I feel like you'll get it. You'll get it the most. Um, you know how we normally really like to like know people as humans and like you know their backstory, and it kind of like helps you like love them as a character. I literally never want to know what Hook is like as a person because I feel like it's going to disappoint disappoint me in any way. Even he could be like. <laughs> The greatest humanitarian and i'd be like you know that's disappointing or he could be like that little kid that goes to the club and gets his gets a stripper butt in his face and it's, you know i also don't want to see that here's the thing megan i feel like it's the latter and i don't want to know that i don't want to i don't want to feel that about hook i just I want to know it either to way do his thing, get on get off be done you know that's the thing is like he's he's kind of making appearances on BTE where he doesn't say a word, but it's almost like seeing those. I'm like, I literally never want Hook to talk. I don't I don't want to know what his voice sounds like. I don't want to know his personality. I need him to be as siloed off as possible. Otherwise, I feel like it's going to ruin it for me. Uh, Megan, I totally agree because I have a feeling about what Maggie B. Hook's real personality Do you think is he's going to be a 20-something-year-old man and that uh, maybe 100%. is going to annoy you? <laughs> I think he's going to be a 20-something-year-old child and is going to annoy me. So okay. let's just have him look pretty, do a couple good moves, and, you know, get in, get out. Eat some chips, Eat whatever. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Boys, right. do you want to weigh in on this? How do you feel about it? I, I already did. I, you know. I don't. I guess the the hook progression was he went through the um, QT's friends and then beat him. So maybe he will fight a new man next. I hope so. Uh, next up, we have the House of Black uh, versus um, the, the House of Pat. Death. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I saw somebody write on Twitter that they felt bad for Brody King because, like, this is his first big match and he's only the third most recent debut in it, <laughs> which is true. Um, but anyway, aside from that, he looked great in this match. He did he did all kinds of great stuff. Everybody did. This match ruled. Um, uh, even Eric Redbeard uh, looked more capable than I think he ever did as Rowan. I think Red Beard was a one shot, and yet he was so good that he will probably now be hashtag all elite. Just because, why not? I wouldn't mind, um, Jenny. Like, I don't know how you felt about that match in particular, but I know you have very like you and Eric Redbeard have like a long standing grudge against each other. <laughs> I don't know. He's less grudge worthy here. I mean, we've only seen him at the Prody Lee tribute, and then last night he was fine. What did? But you remember him stand that stupid Bray Wyatt club, <laughs> and it's called a it's a cult. <laughs> no, do you not remember the thing the first time you saw him, and you were like so annoyed? No, he was in a stairs match. Oh my god. 
Those stairs do not weigh 250 pounds, you stupid announcers. <laughs> They're hollow. <laughs> Jenny, I mean, not to get pedantic, but they 300 pounds is what they weigh. <laughs> I mean, they could, they could do that magic pounds. <laughs> Paul White's there. Eric Redbeard's there. They, they, got, they got stairs. They could do it. God, he was in that match. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that match was good. Eric Redbeard uh, got hit with a big pile driver type thing. It was crazy. Um, Brody King's real strong. Uh, let's see. That takes us to the regular show. We talked about Jericho and uh, Kingston. It was real good. Uh, next up was Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon versus Young Bucks. Uh, I actually have some notes on this. I, I wrote down some of the big spots. Uh, Jungle Boy hit a big dive uh, onto a pile of guys early on. Uh, Red Dragon hit him with a combo backbreaker knee drop, which was cool. Then Matt and Kyle got into an argument about their, their team strategy, which makes no fucking sense because <laughs> it's a one fall match. I, I kind of hate that. Um, but that did allow Luchasaurus to get a hot tag. And he like, uh, he hit both of red dragon with a moonsault to the floor, which was cool. Um, Nick hit a Canadian destroyer on Luchasaurus, but he no sold. He just popped up, choke slammed everybody, and hit a standing moonsault on Matt, which he thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Jurassic Express hit this really cool Doomsday Device variation where Jungle Boy kind of like you know sprung on like three different sets of ropes to to like set up the clothesline. Um, I like I like how uh, rope focused he is of late. Uh, then like the Bucks and Red like, Dragon, like, like vines of the jungle. <laughs> yes absolutely uh bucks and red dragon totally break down um red dragon hit a cool uh like kind of combo where one of them hit like a it was like a code breaker and then bobby fish hit a german um then there was like the spot i really liked where kyle o'reilly just like did a big knee drop onto jungle boy and then grabbed a knee bar and it was actually like a semi-believable near fall i, I guess it would be a fall spelled k-n-e-r um, <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Uh, then Matt like broke that up with a flying elbow drop. Uh, Kyle hooked Luchasaurus with a standing guillotine, but uh, Jungle Boy like <laughs> hit a shooting star press onto the standing guillotine, which was really weird looking. Uh, and then he went for a pin, but then Nick broke that up with a 450. Uh, Kyle hit Jungle Boy with a title belt for a near fall. Uh, uh, Red Dragon hit Jungle Boy with a high low. Luchasaurus saved. Uh, BT trigger on Jungle Boy. Kyle saves the pin. Uh, Matt got the cold spray from Brandon Cutler and went to use it on Jungle Boy. But Luchasaurus did the, his uh, spinny kick uh, thing, the tail whip, uh, to knock it out of his hand. And then uh, Jurassic Express hit the Thoracic Express for the big win. Whew. <laughs> I was just a, as... lot, a lot of things that happened. That was just it. I think the list of moves was the perfect thing to uh, uh, discuss as the topic for this match because that was that was just it. I watched it last. I and I think to some extent we should be numb by now by like exciting matches and cool high spots. But in this match, I was just like, whoa, and <laughs> whoa. Sometimes when Shivani gets excited, he'll just like be so taken aback that he just makes noises happy noises i was kind of in the same boat i was just like okay oh did hear, wow did you hear jim ross kind of like call him out during the game match <laughs> he, was, he, was, 
He said, what like, are you doing? He said, what are you, what are you doing? And Tony said, like, I'm excited, man. <laughs> what the fuck are that's, we doing here, guys? <laughs> that's charming. I love that they, they are still hyped about, like, Tony's hyped about his job. He's still like, I'm surprised, too. I, I don't know what's coming. Yeah, totally. Um, let's see. So that match was awesome. Uh, although now yeah, I just so kind of the for- format of the show that it's one of the last things we touched on, but it could be it could be like one of the main roses on a normal night. Totally, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I I could definitely see people thinking that was like the match of the night. Um, and no one mentioned it in their roses. Right, that's what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I love that match. Uh, the ladder match was, I didn't think it was the best ladder match, but it did have some of the most creative, like trying to get the, the object things I'd ever seen. Like when, uh, Orange Cassidy did the Terry Funk, like put a ladder over your head and spin around spot. And then I believe it was Wardlow and Hobbs grabbed either end of it. And Orange looked very scared. But then he just he just like kind of pulled himself up onto the top of the uh, the perpendicular ladder or not perpendicular but the um he did the like skin the cat thing where he yes like went over it and he stood up on top of the ladder and then tried to reach up but then like they they moved and he got crotched I just thought that was I, I don't know I thought that was really clever and there was and a couple of spots like that then Wardlow literally dropped he was untouched. But he dropped the ladder and grabbed his own crotch and was like, oh, which is like only a thing I think guys totally understand. Because I was like, Wardlow, you just dropped the ladder. You really messed up there. <laughs> I think Wardlow worked the match as a gentleman warrior. I think it was there were a couple of cool times. The first one, I think, was when Keith Lee was climbing the ladder and Wardlow blocked it or like yanked it. And he was like, come on, you know what we have to do. Let's be real here. <laughs> Keith Lee was like, and again, you're not supposed to do impressions of people who are a different race from you, but I do not think the <laughs> Keith Lee impression is ethnic because he was just like, hmm, fascinating Mr. Wardlow very well. And he climbed down and they battled. Keith Lee does have quite a, like a personality of his own. Mm-hmm. Andy, do you know uh, how yeah, you so that... pronounce, um, uh, it's, it, I get. I'll just. It's not worth fact checking it, but a tweet <laughs> that I still laugh about. Uh-huh. More than a year later, was uh, it was my friend Scott who tweets at Tape Machines, one of the famous tweeting guys, and uh, at Survivor Series 2021 it was the Raw versus SmackDown match, and um, Keith Lee and the then very pushed Otis were on. Uh, opposite sides I mm-hmm. believe <laughs> they they tagged in and it was the sort of the similar dynamic as this ladder match where it's like two big guys oh two big guys versus each other oh boy and they um, they did like the showdown thing <laughs> and scott's tweet was just in quotation marks and said <laughs> shall i collide with thee mr <laughs> That was the correct pronunciation of Zozovic, by the way. Damn it. <laughs> no. No, it was. It was you were right. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like, <laughs> God, what a good question. 
Oh. Poor Keith Lee. The, I that mean, Jericho review is something else. Kudos oh to that match, though, for like, like you got like three big boys in there with three little boys. And I think the big <laughs> boys got their moments, you know? Like, I think they got to do some cool stuff. They did so much big boy stuff. They broke yeah. the ladder a twine. <laughs> yeah. You know, let those big boys do their thing. I thought, um, I, I guess the only, like, big injury of the entire night came when uh, poor uh, Orange Cassidy got hurled by Keith Lee over the people who were supposed to catch him, and he went splat on the ramp. Um, oh, is he okay? I, from what I read or heard, I forget which now, but uh, he has to get an MRI on his shoulder. Mm. So they don't they don't exactly know, but hopefully it's nothing too bad. I genuinely was expecting you to say Ricky Starks because Ricky right at Starks the end, okay. yeah, Wardlow gave him that like you he, he pushed yeah, him off the ladder. I, I thought he broke his neck again. Yeah, there it oh. goes. Yeah, it looks bad. That was uh, crazy because yeah, so, it, it was like maybe it's because the camera cut right when on impact, but it was <laughs> like you just splattered at a high rate of speed. I yeah, thought, it was. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say it was really weird because because it was like the, you saw the setup where Wardlow was gonna power bomb because that's <laughs> what Wardlow does, and then yeah, you're right. They cut away and they cut back, and then he's like all crunched up, and it's <laughs> like that's line. not. That's not how you should have landed on that. Like, there was so much distance to yeah, be flat was, <laughs> instead of being weird. flat. <laughs> you were like when a piano falls on a cartoon guy and he's like, drawing. I have obviously not seen anything a second time, but is there anything to the idea? It was like Orange got hurt because it would have made more sense for him to take the power bomb at the end, but that doesn't make sense to me because wouldn't you want Wardlow to power bomb a heel to triumph and not one of the most liked people? Yes. But so there was that Danhausen spot where he came out and cursed somebody. Um two people which I worked. Think. Which worked because they didn't win, right? Or did he curse did the Wardlow? I'm trying to think, but he he cursed, he cursed Ricky Starks and someone else. Okay, but you have to imagine that Orange Cassidy was supposed to be like uh, yes. up and around during that point that his buddy came and cursed people. So I don't I don't know exactly what was supposed to happen there, but yeah. I still think Danhausen should have just like climbed up the ladder. So he was there, like why not? I, I to, bet Jay would agree with you. To what end, Megan? <laughs> To well, win the title shot. Yeah, to the end that <laughs> that that this match was great, and I I really genuinely did like it. But there were so many times when it's just like a normal person who was told, "Hey, that ring up there above them, of the golden ring above the regular ring. All you have to do to get it is climb the ladder and win." And like there, there were multiple ter- times during this match where it's like somebody was doing something other than. Just simply climbing up the ladder to win. Christian mm-hmm. like legoed together a bunch of ladders in the ring <laughs> when nobody was around him, and he could have like <laughs> he just climbed up one of them and got the ring. But he didn't. He was inspired. I'm, I'm just yes. I'm just saying like it would not have shocked me if Dan Hasen was like, oh, what's this ladder set up here? What? Megan, oh. he's he's 
he's an he's an artist and his medium is ladders. <laughs> he's a master builder. He's a master builder. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, I think I said at the time, like, oh, muscle memory took over. And instead of just climbing up the stupid ladder, he, he was like, hold on. How can I connect this ladder to this other ladder? Uh, sure, you're an artist, but that is not really the point of the match point is to climb up the ladder so dan house and doing it would not have surprised me nor would i have like been upset by it i would have been like uh-oh dan house stumbled into being the face of the revolution <laughs> small minds questioned what christian did but i think his work speaks for itself in the long run <laughs> it's something that will stand the test of time <laughs> uh, jim ross was have... very uh, helpful as they were building to the big starks um <laughs> Wardlow, Keith Lee, like probably the, the main spot of the match with the biggest we'll people in the match. <laughs> and uh, uh, Jim Ross was just like, go back to the ring. You're in the wrong place. None of this is good. <laughs> Turn around. That does sound helpful. Thanks, go JR. <laughs> Get. Um, next up, we had a TNT title match. Jade Carvel, uh, Car- Carvel. Uh, Jade, Jade Cargill, James Carville versus uh, Ty Conti, and uh, I enjoyed this. This it was it was pretty short, but it was I thought it was very snappy. Uh, I liked the uh, all the kissing in the match. I'm a fan of kissing, and uh, they kissed each other. That was cool. Um, Tay did a flip dive onto Mark Sterling, and she did the uh, like Sammy Guevara, I'm so crazy thing. So you know where she where she learned it from. I thought that was uh, cute. Adorable. I think Tay's like getting really good lately. Like I, I think she's been. I think the more time she spends with, I think they've been doing training together. I think he's been helping her with some of the like flippy yeah. stuff, which it's is like really a Daniel cool. Bryan Bree sort of situation. Yeah, and I mean. She's got a lot of charisma. Like, I think she's going to be... I'm ready for her to be not the person who always loses in the big match. I'm ready for her to win a big match. Yeah, sure, I, yeah. W- I want her to show up to a pay-per-view. All, like, hair did, face painted up in whatever configuration she decides on. But, like, I want that big sort of, uh, like, not celebration, like, preparation for a celebration, I guess. I want that pomp and circumstance to actually end up in like a win instead of always getting pinned. Mm-hmm. Like she had her yeah, big Brazilian face paint last time. This time she had, I don't know what she was doing. It was like almost, it, it struck me as Malachi Blackish, even though I don't think that was what she was going for. But I'm just like, great sitcom, all the by the way. <laughs> Malachi Blackish <laughs> would watch it. <laughs> I don't know, but like she she's putting in a lot of effort, and then she's getting pinned. She rules. I think one of the fun things about AEW is there's so many different acts where you're excited for them and want them to get a big moment, and then the counterbalance to that is it's not like WWE where you fail in an opportunity and it's like eat shit loser go away for a while <laughs> it really is detrimental to lose a match whereas here it really is that wrestling thing of getting over and losing and that um i think she is enhanced by the the brit match and this match especially with jade which is kind of like we were talking about with hook of the progression where now jade is working more like back and forth matches with the more ambitious spots and they haven't fallen apart so congrats 
Jade, uh, so yeah, so this was a big match for debuting moves, too, because uh, Tade debuted her flip dive. Jade debuted a dang-ass frog splash, which looked really good. That looked really good. Yeah. Um, I almost think that should have been the finish. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, Tay Conti did a pile driver, which was like, it was just crazy. I, I don't know, like, Justin, do you remember when CM Punk gave... Uh, John Cena pile driver in that raw match, and it was like the biggest thing that had happened in 10 years. Quite vividly. Yeah, right? Because it was big. It was like, holy shit, you don't see that every day. Um, and there are like there are more pile drivers in AEW, but not from you don't I, I don't know that we've seen them in the women's matches before. I was very surprised to see that. Why not, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh yes, but uh Jade does, of course, win with the uh jaded tay was going up for i guess a moonsault maybe um she had her back she she climbed up you know facing the crowd uh then jade kind of caught her and hit her with the jaded uh good match though i liked it it's question. probably not a big deal sorry and then you can ask your question yeah don't like, go. i'm not a wrestler not tough don't like to get hurt but it did look like anna J fucking ate shit when she got kicked back into that table it didn't crumble. It didn't it didn't collapse in the way you're supposed to. Oh yeah, she just went in like side first, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like she into hit the... it and bounced yeah. off. Yeah. Um Yeah. But can I also throw out the question to all the, the wrestle experts on the, the cast right now? Um Jade is approaching thirty and zero. Who who is going to actually take her down? Like is it someone we haven't met yet or like I, I almost thought Tay Conti had a chance to because this is a pay-per-view match for the title, but like Jade's becoming an undefeated sort of like that's her whole deal. So who is going to beat her? I think she should equal Goldberg's streak before losing. But didn't they eight? just like one day inflate his streak? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> had a busy weekend. <laughs> Did he did he get up to like eighty though? Is that what? What, was what did he, what did he get up to, Justin? It was like one hundred and sixties. Yeah, I mean that oh was my the God. Really with, and then the normal number was okay, um, yeah. but not too <laughs> yeah. far off. Right. Yeah, I think I, I think it's still fairly early though. Like this is her first. God, I've lost all sense of time. For it must be her first pay per view defense because she didn't win the belt until right recently. Yeah. yeah. Either winter is coming or the first TBS show. I don't remember anymore. It was the first TBS show. It that was makes the sense. January Dynamite, yeah. Oh, that makes far more sense. But um, so this is that the first bitches. challenge, and I think when you, <laughs> yeah, Justin, you you made it famous. You did. You you willed it into happening, and you forgotten. One of my proudest things, and it's all because of the show. One of the treasured <laughs> memories, along with the time that you assume they stopped the show that Owen Hart died on, because why wouldn't you? It's <laughs> truly really a measurement of astronaut mindset comes here with freaking genius from the cosmos. How does she know? She must be some kind of savant. No, she approached it like a normal person and not a <laughs> nasty freak. <laughs> um what was go oh yeah so so like tay is is pushing jade and people will probably even come progressively closer but yeah as to who like who is a more um 
plucky challenger than Miss Conti herself. I don't know, especially if Thunder Rosa becomes the main women's champion. Maybe they're yeah. building to like a colossal showdown of the Mega Powers Jade versus PVZ, but like, really, guys, please do practice that before you put her on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do think, I still think there's, like, some juice in Red Velvet being, like, built up to be, like, a, you know, like, getting another shot at her down the line. But, like, probably not as the person who ultimately beats her. But I guess I guess we'll see what direction they start to go in on Wednesday. Oh, you know what would be good is, like, Ember Moon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah, you got to assume that she's coming in, right? Because why wouldn't she? Yeah, I'm thinking of people going from there to here, and like Ruby could do it, but I feel like has already done that and can tell different stories. I would believe in Ember Moon. She seems like she could, like, put up a challenge. I I just was genuinely curious, like, if there's anyone on the roster, or if we're just going to assume it's going to take somebody coming in. Maybe like, um after. Britt Baker drops the women's title, she can cheat and take the TBS title and break the streak through heat and turn Jade babyface. But no, she has a heel manager, so it's too early to do that. Damn. It's not a heel I love that smart Mark Sterling. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. Next up, we have the dog collar match. We talked all about that. It's awesome. Uh, Punk won. You know what? I will say, here's something we didn't talk about with that. They 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 leveled up. They They, they, they protected the power of the ring. So... He's still like that ring is still like, you know, totally effective. So when when Hangman does finally kick out of it, it's going to really mean something. Uh, the timing on MJF eating a GTS and then collapsing back into the tax was really, really good. Oh, yeah. He did jazz hands for a, for a few <laughs> seconds afterwards. His whole demeanor was wild. It was freaking awesome. Uh we oh, but the about... puzzle, there was a good puzzle game in there of, like, the take a bag of grain across the uh, riverbed with a chicken and a fox. And it was him walking through the woods with the chain, <laughs> trying to get the chain and him and the ropes on the correct side. And can any of you solve that secret puzzle? That was wild that he got to that position where it's like, hold on, we have to untangle <laughs> each other from... The chain and the ropes. Oh, it's like plans. That's why dog collar matches are uh, uh, terrible. Terrible. You don't want to be connected because it's annoying. And also you bleed. I hate it. CM Punk had uh, just very visible rope, not rope, um, chain links on his back from where MJF hit him. It was upsetting. I'm sorry. Um, Baker and Thunder, we talked a bit about that. It was, it was like, I don't I don't know. Like it, the match didn't really do it for me, and then all that interference kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. So I don't I don't have a I don't really have much to say about this match. Anybody anybody feel any differently? Justin? I guess it, if we think what's gonna happen will happen, it'll just be a blip in the long run. And if they're gonna be the main event again and do some big step in her hometown, I hope it can live up to like as great as it should be, but people in AEW who are putting those positions, including those two people themselves, usually rise to the occasion. Yeah, I th- I think uh, presumably that would be the main event of that show, and you know 
it being the place that she lives, I would think the crowd would be just really hot for her. So it should be a good, a good uh, atmosphere. And she can uh, probably, see. oh God, like jump off a cage onto all three girls, maybe. Who knows? Sure. God, that's going to be scary. Like, uh, like Rey Mysterio uh, on that SmackDown he debuted on, right? Mm-hmm. Hit those un-Americans, but good. <laughs> uh, Brian Danielson and John Moxley, we talked about this, because this was uh, where William Regal debuted. But Hell these yeah. two had a... These two had a violent match, and the crowd chanted for violence. Um, it was really good. Let's see. Uh, oh yeah, the the six man tag: the Sammy, Sting, oh. and Darby Allen versus Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy, and Andrade. I really enjoyed this. I, I this was this was like a match where you thought just like okay, here's the palate cleanser. And like Megan, you kind of like said this earlier. Like this, this is the palate cleanser between this crazy Moxley match and the main event. And then these guys were just like, nah. <laughs> yeah, they're not having it. They're like, we are going to do a match. You're going to enjoy this. <laughs> it's it's going to be intense. It was it was great, but I had to pee so badly and I could not leave <laughs> my seat. <laughs> Sammy not? hit or uh, Sammy hit Isaiah Cassidy. to the chair. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck, Megan? You can get up and just pee at go. any time. I couldn't. Couldn't take my eyes off the match. I was, I was like, damn it, I'm invested. <laughs> Shouldn't you have like gotten up to pee before it became a dire situation? Like in the break between the previous match and that match. That's the thing. This pay per view never stops. It just keeps going. It's just one match into the other. I was, I was trapped in my seat. So really, your thorn was no pee break offered. True. Yeah. But this, I mean. To be honest, like this match is one where I'd be like, look, Matt Hardy is involved. It's it's going to be e- even though I like the other side, everyone on it, Darby, Sting and Sammy. But like, weirdly enough, I don't know they they put in the work and Andrade is amazing in the ring and also as a character. And I'm really, really digging him lately. And it's just like, oh, no, this match was very compelling in a way I didn't expect it to be. I, I don't know. Like and they. They performed, and it was upsetting because I needed, I needed a squash match at this point. Like I needed somebody to just come in, and be the hero and just defeat someone. And that's not what this match was, but also it was amazing. So I don't know. The wild thing to me is on Friday they had the triple threat for the title with three, with fifty percent of the participants in this match, and it was really <laughs> great. And there was a sentiment of like that was so great. Why wasn't that on the pay-per-view? And I thought, no, 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 no. The pay-per-view is stacked. Have a more low-key six-man tag on the pay-per-view and do this like main event all-out match um, on TV where it can have more time and focus. And then the, the low-key six-man tag I envisioned on the pay-per-view just to get the baby <laughs> faces over had Sting balcony diving through four tables <laughs> and Sammy Kafara doing a backflip splatter onto a surface from such a height with no resistance below them. And uh, that was in the middle of the match. And what the absolute fuck was going on? <laughs> and and also, like, a lot of the participants we noticed when we were watching, 
be it Darby's face paint or not, it's hard to tell, but like um, Andrade's back looked pretty bruised up and terrible. And Sammy had like bruises on his legs. It, it looked like all the people who took part in the Rampage match were really messed up already. And then they were asked to go put on a performance just as good or better. And it's like they did it. I don't, it's intense. To them, all I can Sting. say is is a point finger at temple of head and move finger around in a circle, like being a totally crazy guy. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm crazy. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yes, I. The, so the thing I most didn't expect on this pay per view, maybe even less than William Regal debuting was Sting becoming the embodiment of New Jack uh, at at 63, going on 64 this month, years old, and uh, just doing a dang-ass uh, balcony dive onto... Uh, who was he doing it onto? Was it, was, it, was it the... It was the Butcher, wasn't it? Or something like that? Well, it wasn't somebody who was actually in the match. Andrade. It was one of the... It was I thought an Andrade. it was Andrade, yeah. Butcher and the Blade were out there at some point, though, right? They were. Yes. They stayed on the lower ground. Um, but yeah, they were interfering left and right too. Which they beat was like the whole office. I would be ashamed if I were them. <laughs> but there, yeah, there was. It was Andrade because Andrade was fighting Darby on the construction, and um, and Matt Hardy and Sting were in the balcony, and Matt was like, "Move, move! I'm going to give Sting the side effect through all the tables," but he couldn't because Andrade was in the way. And next thing you know, fortune reversals and Sting now is able to do this. Yikes. I just remember Stingas. I remember that small child. I think it was Lucas who pointed out like that kid's having the best day of his life. Who was like touching Matt Hardy's arm being like, oh, my God. And then up on the balcony. Yeah. Like like he was so hyped for Matt Hardy, which I was like, kid. Really? (laughs) All of them? (laughs) But I don't know. Matt Hardy is for the less prominence of Matt Hardy going forward. I have bad news for you. (laughs) (laughs) I think that Sting's next match should uh, feature Fields of Gold playing on a loop throughout the whole thing (laughs) while he like just brandishes (laughs) brandishes his bat and like, I don't know, a a guitar. (laughs) I would love that. Can we do that? Can we like Sting music, Tony Khan? (laughs) I did not see uh, the sting to Terry Funk trajectory, but it's here it is in all its splendor. Yeah, right. I guess that's I guess that's a, that's a more apt comparison. I just I was thinking New Jack just because of the balcony dive, but yeah, as far as like and a real and he's even he's like ten years older than Terry Funk was right? on that first ECW. <laughs> Terry Funk, view. the old ass looking man. <laughs> yeah, the elderly <laughs> brawler. Yeah. Oh, Sting rules. I, I I love that it seems like CM Punk tweeted today something like Sting is my friend or something like that. And I, he's tweeted things like that before. And it just it just makes me so happy that Sting is clearly enjoying himself and likes being part of this company. Look at Sting and CM Punk who can have conversations and be like, wrestling is good? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a great deal of like secondhand happiness on their behalf all the time. 
even like to the ladies of the show, I understand all of your revulsion over the blood, but if it makes CM Punk so happy and Brian Danielson <laughs> so happy, then isn't its carbon footprint of happiness like ticked in where it should be a universal good? I don't I don't I don't know that we need to talk about sperm trees again. I don't know that they were brought up. In terms of Carbon fluid leaving my body, happiness. I have continued to bleed from that thorn puncture, and it really has gone all down my sleeve. But I, think I have enough uh, of my brain thinking smart from blood to finish the show. <laughs> well, thankfully, just a little we have... bit dizzy, just a little bit lightheaded. <laughs> Thankfully, we just we just have one more match to cover, and it is in fact the main event: uh, Hangman Adam Page defending against Adam Cole, Bebe, and the crowd. So funny, these guys, these guys <laughs> in Orlando. What a bunch of cutups! They chanted "Let's go, Adam!" at the beginning of the match, and it was like, oh, but which one? <laughs> so good. This um, is the kind of did... up their own ass thing I hate about the crowds. <laughs> uh. So anyway, the, the, I guess long story short, these guys were so good. These guys were so good and both named Adam that they eventually did get the crowd to the point where they were making dueling different, uh, differentiated Adam chants for them. So that was good. <laughs> That's how you know the match was good. Yeah, the match was, the match was good. I just, at this point, I was like, I am so exhausted. And, and I <laughs> feel horrible. Maybe you should watch it again. I know, I I really should, because I feel bad, because I'm like, man, like, this match is good. There's no blood. Uh, these two are having, like, a, a good competitive match, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm so tired. There's been so much up to this point. I, I've seen so much. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. So, you know what yeah, that means. It, yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it's we like, don't know what that means. Stop saying that to us, Excalibur. That's right. He has no idea. He doesn't have to go to his nine to five the next day. Jenny, <laughs> can you um, can you quote yourself and what you said at the beginning of the pay per view when Excalibur said it's Sunday? You know what that means? I cannot. You said, "Why do they assume that we know what that means?" <laughs> and you sound like a Twitter person. <laughs> It was great, should and I loved it. Explain to the casuals what that means. There should be an, <laughs> one of those cell phone blob shapes that you can put your phone up to, and it takes you to the information. But Jenny's question, Jenny's question was pure because she wasn't even saying it in a snarky like, "We get it, it's a Brody thing." She was genuinely like, "What does that mean, and why do they assume we should know what it means?" It's great. Who knows what that means? Great, I loved it. <laughs> I don't think we should ever assume what that means on a Sunday night. I'm going to boycott ever pretending to know what that means on a Sunday. What about on a Wednesday, which is when they say it normally? On a Wednesday, sure. I understand. You know what that means. It happens every Wednesday. Okay. Just trying to trying to take the temperature on how you feel about that. Okay. If this match made you tired and you want incentive to go back, I would advertise that the thing where you the guy does a moonsault and gets super kicked almost never looks good because how could it possibly with that timing and it was so good this time oh i remember because they showed it like the the replay of it and it did look amazing 
Like, I, I don't want to downplay the fact that these two men are very talented and had a great match. I just, I was like, man, guys, I'm so tired. I'm so sorry <laughs> that your match is happening right now because I'm so tired. The show was really like they. Oh, go ahead, Jenny. Oh, no, 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 you go, Justin. Just this show being five hours and having a main event that got the crowd and kept them and pulled it off is like a a thumb in the eye of WrestleMania. Like, if your shit didn't (laughs) suck and you laid your shows out better, you could do an all day WrestleMania and not ruin your own show through your greed, endless chasm of yearning. Oh. Are they doing a one-day WrestleMania or a two-day WrestleMania? Two. Again? Yeah. There's a lot of WrestleMania they have to put out there. Do they? They <laughs> insist upon it. It's a, it is a lot of wrestlemania Stupendous. All that's right. One word. So that's, but, and if that's I can be thing. candid with you, Andy, I thought Fight yeah. for Adam was funny. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Yeah, Fight for I appreci- Adam. I appreciate that. Okay. Megan, did you just take a screenshot? No. No. Oh, or screen think, flickered. It yeah, it's been okay. doing that for a while. Oh, okay. But I think your complaint with Adam Page, like six years ago, was that. His name was Adam when there was another like Adam Cole in his promotion who was more famous than him. Did I espouse this? You to did you? during a BTE like six years ago. It is confusing. <laughs> I don't even think there was BTE six years ago. <laughs> whatever, whenever like the beginning of BTE was happening. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, there is now one true Adam, and hopefully Adam Cole changed his name to something else now. He's lost. I think that was. I think that was the unsaid stipulation of this match. Sure. So what would he change his name to? Isn't Michael. his real name like Austin? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Michael Cole, baby. Uh, <laughs> isn't, I think his real name is Austin. He should be Austin. Austin Cole? Yeah, sure. <laughs> AC Slater? Austin, yeah. His name could be Austin, and he can uh, he can have a match at uh, Madison Square Garden that will go over really big. God. <laughs> What if that was your thing uh, and you were like, either I'm a stupid person or <laughs> like captured media and you have to watch that stuff and be like, no way. Yes. There's <laughs> a one of the more prominent wrestling journalists, guys in quotation marks, journalist, not guy. He's a guy. And he, <laughs> He's Ryan Satin. Fuck that guy. (laughs) At the Royal Rumble when Ronda Rousey came out, which, like, was a well-known rumor and not a surprising thing, and also who was that amped up for Ronda Rousey to come back, especially after that day they said she was going to wrestle Charlotte and uh, not Becky Lynch. (laughs) And so he's like, Ronda reaction video from me, Ryan Satin, where he's just like, oh, what? No freaking way. Ron Rousey is here. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> and she and I and I, I would, and she, but she would, and it would happen to. Oh my god! No way. That sounds so upsetting. <laughs> it was like us for a real reason, which was an old British man walked onto the show unexpectedly. That's when you react like that. Hey! Hey! 
Hey, he's great. It's a father figure, Justin, okay? Justin, uh, I was th- that that does make me think about the kind of the, the genre of wrestling reaction videos. So either they're bullshit, <laughs> completely contrived, or you have to like. I guess just film yourself watching every second of every show in case something <laughs> exciting happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think there were 60 Rumble 1098 buzzants on that show. So you have those 60 <laughs> files on your phone to mean like, <laughs> no. Oh, it's, uh, it's just Liv Morgan. But, okay. Oh, man. Oh, well, this was fun. And we got to talk about a really great pay-per-view. I, uh, I, I always appreciate that. I don't think they've had a bad one yet, to be quite honest. But, you know, they only have four years, so they better not be bad. AEW killing on, it. I guess, like, the ring blew up a year ago. And so <laughs> right. All the ones since then were progressively better, and you started at an incredibly high level. Yeah. And I still contend that, that that barbed wire match was great, and it's really unfortunate that like the last thing that happened on that show was so stupid. Mm-hmm. But it killed the company, unfortunately. <laughs> it did. We we just it's everything we've seen since then is just a fever dream that we're all sharing. I think that's the blood loss, probably. Is that what I was? Everybody well, needs that's... to stop bleeding. That's a good. That's a that's a good note, uh, Justin. We should probably let you get out of here so you can go. Uh, uh, you know, go somewhere where you can clot. Uh, Stop blading, Justin. <laughs> uh, so anyway, thank you for joining us as always. Uh, do you have anything you would like to plug? I think what I heard based on this show is I'm kind of tired as a guest, and the real money out there is if you got this J kid on the show. <laughs> I would like to preemptively plug his next appearance. I think this could be big for you guys. He sounds like he says some cool stuff. I was on... We should do like, we should do like five minutes with Jay some mm-hmm. week or something like that. Right? He had he some great like, ass like, boys related like, humor. Yeah, it'll be like Brian Alvarez's granny. Bingo. You Benjamin Button yeah. that dynamic. <laughs> oh, wait. I know. I do want to... Justin, I do want to tell you a joke he came up with. It was... <laughs> last night he it was after like he was tucked into bed and his mom came back and told us like these jokes that he made i forget one of them but um i think it was like the the it's like what what do you call um what do you call uh an animated movie starring the ass boys no the gun club. one oh, gunnard and one dalmatian <laughs> <laughs> so what is, oh, sorry it's, okay it's what do you call uh what do you call an animated movie starring the gun club and justin you gave the answer of a gundred and one dalmatians which is excellent but incorrect the answer is ass age <laughs> <laughs> he's nine years old he's already spitting fire that's what i say i thought, I thought it was really good <laughs> I kind of like the shit this guy's coming up with. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. one of the promising young stars out there. Does he have Twitter? Like, would he know if someone else? He's nine years old. He had to whisper the word ass to his mom. 
<laughs> are you, you going to steal his joke, Justin? So it'll go viral? No, I would like I wouldn't. Is that why you asked him on Twitter? Because <laughs> you guys don't, if I remember right, and like he wouldn't, and the, this mom you're talking about wouldn't. Like she's busy. Kid. <laughs> he's gonna go viral on Jay's. Yeah, he's gonna go viral on Jay's joke. Right, but say how does it start? Is the beginning of it? What does he say? Justin, <laughs> Jay's mother listens to this podcast. She's gonna be pissed. Animated. Yeah. <laughs> Show from the gun. Boy. Justin, do you do you have did any Pixar do that? Who did Ice Age? Uh, <laughs> Fox, I think. Oh no, he's gonna steal Jay's joke. I think it's Fox because it's on they're on Disney Plus now. Ah, okay. Yeah. Oh, you wanna know a true story for real heads from behind the scenes? People Yeah. Um I was on Alan's podcast talking about AEW. There were no roses nor thorns. Was- yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that you're doing that now. That's not cool. <laughs> Hurts. Um, but <laughs> at the end, he asked me <laughs> for uh, uh, plugs, and my brain broke because I could not remember when I was on your show relative to when I was on his show. <laughs> it was like. Alzheimer's set in in that moment. I was like, why am I so confused by this? I don't know when those things happened. And I realized after the <laughs> fact why, which because it was a whirlwind weekend where I recorded three podcasts in two days and two of them for him were recorded out of order where we had to do the reverse continuity and pretend that one came after the other one. And that broke my brain to where I was like, wait, when did any of that happen? That was only like three months ago. I'm so confused. Justin, we would never ask you to do that, to pretend that something wasn't real, like, exactly. you know, TK sometimes does to us. And second, I cannot believe that you went on a competitor's <laughs> podcast and then didn't plug us. Oh, I you did. did but I, I oh. did, but I, my brain froze when I was like, did I already mention this or did this come before that? And I couldn't figure out why it was such a like giant spike being pushed through my head and it was because i taped three podcasts in two days one out of those were the those were the christmas house shows right yeah i talked about your friend the bear yeah yeah one of them one of them he just like they reviewed paddington oh yeah (laughs) your friend the bear what a heartwarming movie I don't think Justin liked it very much. Oh, I did like it, but sometimes you have to create conflict between different <laughs> guests. I understand that. It's hard to be the color commentator. No, Justin, I want to be clear. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I, I do actually really enjoy uh, those uh, AEW shows you do with, uh, with Alan and. Uh, is it, is it, is it the former? Is it the former Limerick lad? That's right. Okay, yeah. And now the Barry lad, I think. Right. He got far more okay. specific of his ladhood. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I So I that's enjoy good, that. but here's the things that fucking suck about it. You have to pay for it. It's <laughs> stupid. They're from Ireland. Yeah. Hard to understand. <laughs> um there's no pop of the week. It sucks. Is and Alan not gonna it hurts me because I feel like Alan's not gonna listen to this because you just shit talk the hell out of him. If he was a good host, he would be up on, on all my quality stuff. No, this is the show where we don't lie. We only say the truth <laughs> all the time and don't make things up. And all the blood coming out of my hand, let me push it up against you and make a blood oath about it. <laughs> that I swear to 
only be loyal to your show and to only speak true things that are really happening. It is, it is, it is exciting though, because like the next time you're on with them, you, you, you can like, Alan will have a chance to talk about Oro H. (laughs) H. Those are the kind of accents that is allowed. And in fact, encouraged to do in Europe. (laughs) Yeah. You can do any European accent if you're white. My fa- like, you know, I've listened to Alan for a very long time, and I uh, less so now because he's on the the uh, you know the subscription service that I don't subscribe to. But um, I, I I always I always liked or O H, and I always I really liked it when he would talk about Orvd. <laughs> Alan is one of the greats, and he's my other boss. So. Shouting him out. He truly is great. Uh, so yeah. So do you have any uh, upcoming podcast appearances that I should know about? Like, uh, are you gonna are you gonna go like uh, defend your belt on the Joe Gagne show or anything? Not that I can report. It's always a possibility. You never know. Stay tuned. I guess, but no, nothing coming up anytime uh, in the near future. Okay. Well, any new Bob Dylan album out or anything like that? <laughs> should be a new (laughs) retrospective release in October. It's the 25th anniversary of Time Out of Mind, a Grammy Award-winning album. So we should be getting some of the archives from that one, including a rumored 33-minute version of Highlands. Holy shit. Right? There's always always a Dylan thing to plug. I love that. That's that's what's good about Bob Dylan. There's always (laughs) something coming out. He is eternal. (laughs) And so, and Justin, so are you. Uh, and, and as he uh, once sang, think... uh, uh, um, uh, um, something about taking my crown of thorns, and uh, that's what we did today. On the roses and thorns, brought to you by DraftKings and Kirkland <laughs> Fiber. <laughs> Passing the Could torch to you, Jay. You take it from here. It's been an incredible run, <laughs> and I'm excited to see what you bring to the bedroom table. <laughs> thank you justin uh for for justin and for megan and for jenny uh i'm andy and you have been listening to the elite beat e elite beat e e elite beat